0: This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by, you guessed it again, it's the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. If you're looking for something to do at the crossroads of entertainment, that's Hollywood and Highland, boy, have we got something for you to do. It's to visit the wonderful Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, and auditorium you can... Spend an entire evening there with two people with a buy one get one offer exclusively for Star Trek The Next Conversation. Listeners, all you have to do is mention this wonderful podcast and you will get two for one. That's $20 for two people to head into the auditorium and believe whatever it is they choose to believe and also to not believe things that they feel like uh, don't make a ton of sense and aren't believable. However, you might be surprised some of the things in there that you're like, oh, I don't believe this are actually true. It's the fun of Ripley's. So be a part of it. Buy one, get one. Mention this podcast at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California for $20 off after 5 p.m. Buy one, get one. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. My name's Matt. My name is Andy. Uh, we're coming to you uh, from deep in the bowels of the USS Next Conversation. USS Friendship, I believe we call it. I
1: actually think it was, uh, in hearing it again, is USS Matt Myron and Andrew Secondo, which is even the mo- <laughs> more awkward than either of them. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it makes no sense. We should probably come up with a better name. <laughs> <laughs> I think USS TNC is probably accurate, except well, we know that we're on the Enterprise-D, so... Yeah, which rhymes with TNC. That's right, Enterprise D. But I think we're on the Enterprise D.
0: Uh, but we say that we're on. we go, the Enterprise. D. don't know why you're always arguing with me TNC. in this hallway before we start the real show. I just, I just can't have it because these crew members are walking by they're and they're not seeing you any giving me stuff. us. They think, oh, I can talk to the captain like that. We are the lowest. And you being
1: second in command on the ship. We're, I'm second in command on the podcast. You
0: have no authority on this ship. I have plenty of authority. Captain Your authority McCart sometimes goes, you have the bridge, number fun. And I go, you got it. That has never happened. <laughs> captain does not even acknowledge our presence. I uh, have number fun. <laughs> This is pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm party guy. Up on the bridge, I'm party guy. <laughs> yeah. You are. That's you're they Lieutenant call me Pranksman or that's you're they not? call me Number Fun. Number Fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just having some fun, Captain. Oh, Pranksman.
1: Matt, should they watch this episode?
0: Uh, Tin Man. Yeah, go for it, everybody. Oh, interesting. He came down real hard on and it So last hard, week. So hard. But as a human being who can admit some mistakes, I've made three in my life. In frequent. One of them starting this podcast. <laughs> uh, the Unfortunately, other one, that was a long-term mistake you made. <laughs> uh, the other one, of course, being uh, my opinion of this episode Uh, Which, you know, I I guess I can stand by it as someone, uh, as my youth. In my youth, I remember hating this episode. Yeah. I guess as an adult. You ranked it up there with Sub Rosa. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I just remembered vehemently uh, being angry at it. Yeah. As a child. And now you say, go ahead and watch it. I think it was part of my dad's uh, dislike of emotion.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's valid. So that
0: fed into my sure. dislike of this episode. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess the, I guess that guy is kind of a baby." <laughs> um, so I'm going to do the rundown of all of our information okay? at the t- Well, didn't we land on? You can put it wherever you want. Oh wasn't okay. that wasn't that what the poll was? All right, great. But I think we should do that at the top. The Instagram <laughs> is unusable. No one go to our Instagram even though it's located at Star Trek TNC And like unless you it is enjoy Unwatchable chronologically. If you enjoy posts. seeing a post about the naked now, uh, this week, head over to our Instagram. We're up to code of honor. So uh, look at that, everybody! Uh, Andy like Secunda, captain of the hashtags, <laughs> really trying to pull in anyone who's searching for anything. Yeah, well, you know what? We're up
1: to uh, we're well over a thousand, and that has jumped. In the
0: last couple of months. Because all we've done is make fun of the Instagram, and people probably just want to know if you're really going to take this long to do it. And the answer apparently is yes, yes he is. You know what, however we get there. You know what, I can tell you how we can get there quicker. Uh, Andy has officially said that if uh, we get to 500 patrons on Patreon guess what i am now i'm then given a login to the instagram and i can just start posting things we'll see how (laughs) much is posted then oh it'll be it'll be plenty posted because i quite frankly i don't like being me on the internet so sure i'd be happy to be this podcast
1: (laughs) anyway uh you want to subscribe to our patreon uh
0: for bonus podcasts
1: to try and get the instagram in matt's hands it's www Dot patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC well there you go so Andy
0: I suppose it's time to head on over to the Admirals Club,
2: leave a review and join the Admirals Club?
0: oh there's one door oh there's another one Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? Well, you just follow me through these doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the same room, everybody, but there's just multiple <laughs> doors around. Anyway, uh, all you got to do is leave a five-star review on iTunes, and you could be the latest member of the Admirals Club. The first member we're admitting today is Joanne N.C.,
1: and uh, she says, of all the Star Trek podcasts I've listened to, this is the first.
3: However, <laughs> podcasts are my
1: primary form of entertainment, and this almost immediately became one of my favorites. I binged every episode starting at one over the course of a month. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of us to digest in a month, Joanne. STTNC is respectful of the source material while being able to critique and riff on it. Matt and Andy's experience in the TV in TV writers' rooms adds an angle that I assume other Trek podcasts can offer. Keep assuming that. I don't know if that's true. But I would <laughs> No, because now I have a month of all my other podcast subscriptions to catch up on Happy Face. My only problem is that now I have to wait for the next episode. Oh, well, you only have to wait a week at a time. Um, Next one is from Dr. Grizzly Bear and he (laughs) or she says Jamaharon this is my most favorite podcast I'm planning to put myself out there with a Jamaharon statue and may become a $1500 Patreon this fall oh my god that level is the Q Continuum which Matt believes firmly no one will ever subscribe
0: to uh, which is to come and observe firsthand us doing the podcast. It's such a outlandish thing that I refuse to give Andy any input on it. And regret it now, because if someone does it, I'd, they'd have to be here. <laughs> To be clear, that is not to be a guest. That is to just <laughs> here's I like be here and watch. I think honestly, at fifteen hundred dollars, we're gonna. Ta- I'm talking to you. Well, we're I probably gonna ask. I don't. I don't. Yes. I don't. Uh, you're not i do not you are not going to riff with us, but I'm gonna ask you many, many, many questions. <laughs> uh, I hope to not be
1: prejudged as a crazy fan, but a man who has a man crush on Matt and Andy. Do you accept gold
0: pressed latinum, Do we? Uh, if it's truly gold press latinum Yes. Um... And that's it for the uh, the Admirals Club. Well, guys, I know for a fact that Andy skipped one of you, and that's on oh, him.
1: Very good. Matt <laughs> wants to hear it. Love this podcast by Harrison216. It's like watching an episode of TNG with a couple of your buddies. The fact that they don't edit out their foibles and keep rolling gives it a charm. Uh, the charm of uh, Captain Proton cereal. Oh, yeah, nice. I know. Voyager reference. Voyager reference. Thanks for making my drives funnier, Harrison, at The Revenant rev reverence
0: <laughs> why, why did you not want to read that one uh, nothing i was just trying to keep it moving along wow. you get a, this you is get amazing antsy. by the way i can't believe the, that he's trying to move things along which must mean there's a lot in the pipeline for this there you, is you have a lot the rundown then uh-huh. i apologize for doing that there i mean you know. let me just slide through this door and slide through this door right here and get us right into the president's circle the burners out on this buffet. Oh, no. That's yeah, not good for the president the, circle. This is supposed to be the high class room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Guy Yeah. Oh, is Guy in charge of it? Well, she runs 10 forward, which is connected to... I don't know if guys know this, but the Admiral's Club is connected to 10 forward. Oh, it is. Similar doors. Uh, and then through that, there's a larger door. Hey, you've heard it. So theoretically, we could get... From the Admirals Club, not
1: just to the Corridor, but also to 10 forward.
0: Yeah, we could. We could do that, yeah. Right. But you can't... We've
1: never done that. Can you get to the President's Circle from 10 forward? No. You no. have to
0: go through the Admirals Club. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, that's pretty clear. So it's on all uh, the floor plan diagrams.
1: Uh, the United Federation of Planets President Circle, you uh, get into at least until the month is over by donating to our uh, PayPal account any amount. Um, at the end of the month, uh, you will have to actually subscribe to Patreon to be a member of the United Federation of Planets President Circle, um, which is a Patreon tier, and you get uh, two bonus podcasts instead
0: of the one at and uh, we the will lieutenant uh, level. We'll let out a single Patreon tier for you. What's that? Yeah,
1: tier. Oh, tier. Tier.
0: Gotcha. T-I-E, right? I T-E-A.
4: Yeah. Was Think a good about one. it. It's yeah. a hominin.
1: Glad I was here for that.
0: Well, you know, they can't all be gold. <laughs>
1: Gold-pressed latinum. I'm a lieutenant. Uh, Ozone Studios sent us a dollar. And he or she says, I'm a lieutenant on the Patreon, but I can't afford the President Circle tier for now. So I'm sneaking in before that door closes behind you guys. I also just want to say, I'm the president. Secunda." <laughs> um, we also got another Google Pay I don't know if I already said this guy um, From Chris Terrell I don't remember uh, this amount of money It's a very odd amount of money and I'm into it From five twenty, He sends us $5.27 What do you think the significance is? I don't know I want into the President's Club Andy needs to do his President's voice A lot, all the time Eric works me the fuck up I curse, fuck Christopher He says. Oh, you did that as him. I did. Did it as the president. really something. It didn't really
0: read right for the president. That's not, the president wouldn't curse, I don't think. Uh, I'm going to see about getting this burner fixed. Okay. But in the meantime, I guess we could go back through to the Admiral's Club. All right. Oh, it's really nice in here. It's temperate. It's not as nice as no. the President's I circle. would say the food isn't as good in here. Oh, not at all. Not at all. But uh, the
1: burner is functioning.
0: So. Yeah, well, I mean, the food's much warmer here. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll talk to Guidon about that. But uh, I like the fact that there's uh, truffle mac and cheese available in here, as well as in the President's Circle. I'm not a fan of truffle. Oh. Well, Andy, you're a lot like some of the judges on Chopped. Is that true? They don't like Yeah, truffle. some of them are like, oh, no, the truffle oil. Interesting. Yeah, the truffle. I feel like truffle is too overpowering a weird... Well, you got to use it uh, sparingly and uh, judiciously. Mm. Is that correct? Sure. Uh, sure. Um, we're still in the Admiral's well, Club I know. Well, I mean, if you're just going to be a stupid fuckface. I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've been listening to David Mamet a lot. So, anyway. Oh, no. I've gone back into the president's circle. Oh, boy. Hi, guys. I just yeah before I get back, I just wanted to say, uh we're gonna get the burner fixed but if you want, want the burger yes no if you want the warm macaroni and cheese it's, if you just go back through this door here, it's in the admiral's but I don't Club I club I'm a president no you're not a president you're I'm the president nope you're in the sir, you're in the presidents circle oh, like by the way, that's how I imagine um mog talks uh you know the guy that sits at the um Sits at Quark's Bar. No, I don't. All the time. I don't know him. Is that his name? I I might have said his name wrong, but there's a guy that sits at Quark's Bar all the time that never speaks, and that's what I imagine he sounds like. Is it like a norm? Uh, he's very similar to a norm. Mm. Uh, Quark's Bar. I
1: I'm slightly excited to eventually get to ds9
0: ah, Morn. that's what i imagine Morn sounds like Morn. that looks like a great character <laughs> he never speaks is he in a lot of episodes oh he's all over the
1: place oh i love that uh i wonder what poor actor was under there on the other hand that actor got to collect a check i wonder sure. if he is you think he was an extra paid as an extra uh, it must have been a featured
0: extra, minimally. Morn got a dart thrown at him. He just pulls it out, doesn't say anything. <laughs> hey, if anybody knows who played Morn, well, I'm sure this we can just uh, find out here. Mark Allen Shepard. There you go. That's who played Morn. I bet you Morn would have, uh, or Mark Allen Shepard, would have some stories. Mark Allen Shepard, do you have any stories? Tell us on the show. Yeah. It's interesting. Anyway. Mourn to be Wild. Is that a name of an episode? Co-finder of Plural Dolt, an absurd music theater group based in Los Angeles since 1987, as well as a musician who released the CDs Mourn to be Wild in 2005 and Spacewalk in 2005. He's also a frequent uh, science fiction convention attender. Oh, of course.
1: Uh, He's the classic uh, autograph row person.
0: Oh yeah, he's like, oh a man, look, it's Morn. I gotta get him. Yeah, gotta get him all.
1: Anyway, did you ever go down Autograph Row?
0: Morn gained a reputation, well, List yes, I have, uh, while living on D Space Nine, of being social, highly talkative, and enjoyed a wide variety of alcohol, uh, alcoholic beverages. I don't ever remember him speak. Speaking. <laughs> I don't ever hearing him speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Morn dies. No, no. You, that's not true, is it? Did you just what? spoil what? something? Look, he's active. 2375. Don't worry about it. God. That is messed up. I'm sorry. Okay? God. Uh, anyway, what were we doing? I forgot. I, we're, you we're, you where, got where were still. Were we? Now we're in the president circle. You're making us go backward in the show. We're in the president circle? Yes. This is out of control. I'll just have to go. Oh, because I told everyone that... Morn started talking. Guy that sounded like Morn started talking, and <laughs> then I got distracted because I called him Mo. Just Morn father's name. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's Club. so yeah. I know. We'll just slam through here. You know what? I, I don't the front door. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take too many doors here, so I'm just gonna go through one more, and then this one. Okay, we're out.
2: And that was the Admiral's Club.
1: Um, Now, Matt. Now, now, I. I'm sorry. I should know the answer to this. Yeah. Is now the face group, or
0: what? Is now the face group? We're out of the Admirals Club, right? Right. What would be the normal part of the show that would fall after this? Hails. Why don't we do the hails? Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed.
1: hailed. Um. Did I already do this?
0: If you would like to write us. (laughs) No, we didn't give the email.
1: um, If you'd like to write us, um, then uh, both for direct hails uh, or for PayPal, it's sttncpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Star Trek TNC. Um, A voice hail can be uh, sent out to?
3: Um. Recorded?
1: (laughs) sent through subspace sent through subspace to 816 Trek TNC um, he's uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Matt Myra I'm uh, on Instagram at Andrew Secunda I'm on Twitter. Instagram
0: at Matt Myra my Twitter handle might be going away I'm, I think I'm done no I think oh, come I'm done. On, yeah come I honestly on, think I'm Matt. done with Twitter oh you're being crazy oh, I'm not being crazy You I, got a it's hard... a cesspool well, that may be true, but you got 125,000 followers. I have 113,000, as I checked today, and uh, quite frankly, if Bro, they need me, they can find me on like Instagram. That's like throwing throwing uh, Hollywood power away to get rid of
1: that <laughs> many followers. Um, and if you want to subscribe to Patreon for bonus podcasts and such, and offers, and merch, and all of our information, we're at www.patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Um... Here are hails for this week. Um, uncloaking the podcast. We did that last week. You do realize that by installing a cloaking device on a Federation starship that you were in violation of the 2311
0: Treaty of Algernon. Who said we weren't on the USS Peg- Pegasus, you sons of bitches? Are they allowed to have Maybe a we're device? on the Defiant. huh? Maybe we made a special deal with the Romulans. They're like, here, you can have this one ship. You don't know. You don't know what we're on, even though we just said we're on the Enterprise Day. I don't know what that's from. But, uh, the Defiant is the ship on Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, the Pegasus is a ship from the season finale uh, series know, finale I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Enterprise. I don't want to talk about it. Thanks, Kobe.
1: Um, Deanna is a poker cheater, and she's not alone. This is from a couple episodes back, but it's poker thing, so I think you might be interested. From World Series of Poker is happening right now. Very timely. Go ahead. James Murphy. Uh, and he says, Andy was right on when calling out Dina, Deanna for poker Cheating at poker by using her empathic abilities But I'm afraid that the problem goes much deeper Than that <laughs> No, Although it seems like Data is not good at poker At the beginning of the series Eventually he shows such amazing skills That it's hard to believe that he isn't cheating Whenever he deals That's spoiling any anything A future episode shows that he's capable of forcing Whatever cards he wishes into people's hands Cause and effect What's more, Geordi totally admits to cheating In season 5 when he mentions that he uses The infrared in his visor to look at everyone's cards. He tries to play it off by saying that he only does this after they fold, but that's still pretty lousy. That's totally bad
0: bad manners in poker, isn't it, Matt? Well, yeah, to use your X ray vision to see other people's cards as they're folding, sure.
1: Well, I mean, even just to even even if somebody theoretically left the room and you were peeking to see what their hand was, you're getting privileged information about their hand. That's
0: not cool, right? Yeah, I mean, unless you're playing with a hole cam and you're on a television poker show. Yeah. Unless <laughs> we all forget season, the season two episode where he reveals
1: that he's a human lie detector and can tell when humans are lying to him. So we've basically oh, got a true. rigged game with half the table cheating. Does Andy have a theory about why no one busts Deanna, uh, Data, and Jordy? Are they working together? To what nefarious end? I can't wait to find out. And here's my take on it. I think... Is this, is this the writer's, the
0: emailer's take? This is my take. Oh, okay, because you didn't this change my your voice theory. at all. Oh, I'm <laughs> you sorry. You just sort of turned and I thought the writer was still speaking. Are they working together? To what
1: oh, oh, nefarious oh, end? Oh, I can't oh, wait to find out, oh, James. Oh. And here's my
0: take.
3: Yeah, Matt. go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Um, I think that uh, they all know that Riker has an incredibly fragile ego. That's why he's such a a girl, a skirt chaser. He's constantly trying to prove his his worth, even though we all know he's in love with Picard.
0: Um, Prove his masculinity. So what's their benefit? They don't want to beat him at poker because then they... are
1: all protecting his feelings. And So they're playing along
0: and making him win a lot of the time. If
1: not most of the time. Letting him win. Yeah, they're letting him win.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Who's the best poker player in the service? That's a good question. I got up at 5 o'clock this morning. Please don't play the yawn thing. Oh,
1: no, I didn't even hear you yawn. Oh, I going to play Andy's theories close. Oh, thank
0: God. Andy's theories
2: are very interesting because he's really smart. Um, although now second, that I know this this that is
0: my, you <laughs> this is my second Star Trek podcast of the day, Andy. Oh, yeah, you were on... Treks in the City, everybody. Had my tarot read. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Did they say anything insulting? To whom? To you
1: about your tarot? Of course not. You know, I was on a date where the girl read your tarot, read my tarot, and it was all stuff that clearly she wanted to say to me, but wasn't. But was
0: it was framing it in the tarot? (laughs) I need a deeper explanation of this. I can't go into it. Uh, Can you think of one card that she pulled and how she used that for you? What were the cards? And again, it's her perception and not necessarily the truth. But what was one thing she wanted to say to you and could only do it through the cards? What was one thing she wanted to say to me? King of Wands, uh, Queen of Cups, or any of these ringing a bell to you? I don't remember. You're also tarot card blind, too? (laughs) Apparently. Oh, boy. Maybe there's one with horns.
1: Is there a guy with a bunch of trumpets? I mean, it depends on the set. The King of Trumpets? Is that a guy? The King of Cups. Oh, Maybe it's the King of Cups. What does that one mean?
0: Uh, it depends on the deck. Are you trying to see if we had exactly the same cards pulled? No, we yeah. didn't. Um, but, you know, Dory and I do a tarot reading every year. You do? On New Year's Eve. And you buy it? Uh, I mean, it's all a bunch of bullshit, but uh, Whoa. it's fun to feel uh, like it's uh, worth something to you, you know?
1: Anyway, I found it rude once you did that. Well, Andy, I'm trying to help like, you out here, buddy. Just be straight with me. Tell me what you think. Don't put it as just like, that's what the cards say.
0: Oh, did she use the cards to not see you anymore? <laughs> she
5: broke up with me with the
0: cards. Because <laughs> if that's what she did, you know, she can't argue with the cards. <laughs> no, that actually would have been brilliant. Just oh, like, I just guess we shouldn't be together. I can't remember if you actually no, was opened the trying to change me bag. with the cards. I did open the hell With bag. the
1: sound? Yeah. Okay. And here is a voice hail from Mary.
3: Hey
5: guys, this is Mary from Kansas and I just had to comment on Captain's Holiday because I always
1: think that the episode really is about him going to Ryza, which is the Pleasure Planet, and that they came up with this whole thing of this mystery that he has to solve and and everything to do and that this oh. is ryza's way of understanding exactly what the card would want to do on a holiday and a vacation so they can come back and feel rejuvenated like and ready to go that he has to get in there and be the sherlock holmesian type guy so i really think that ryza essentially is the ultimate holodeck i guess is what i'm trying to say uh yeah thanks love the podcast love the show and up the uh,
6: great work, and I'm just sort of nerdily
0: excited that this is my first voicemail. Great job, day, Mary. talk to you later, guys. Bye. Mary, that's a great theory. Um, that is like it's like Total Recall. Yeah, you know how so in the sense that it's like oh, it's a perfect perfect. Build of what he thinks he wants.
1: Yeah. Also, there's. It's like that. At, was it shore leave, it, which is referenced in the yes, next it was tale, shore leave. Yeah. The one where they go down to the planet and then it creates the things that are in their heads. Yeah. So maybe that's what Risa became. Oh, you mean that that became Risa? Yeah. Sorry, that's what that planet became Risa. Interesting. Um, our next one's from Philippe Stephen. I don't know if he wants to be his whole name. Uh, hi, Matt Nandy. And uh Love the show. It always makes my Mondays a little easier knowing that someone else is messing everything up more than me. You got it. Uh, having recently watched TOS, I found Beverly's lines rang a little too familiar. This is when Beverly's um, trying to trick Picard into... into uh, oh, sorry. I leaned up against that panel. No problem.
0: Ordering himself. Are there oh, a lot of panels right. in the corridor? Well, I, it's right next to the door here. Yeah. And I just keep... I can't not... its, it's I just want to get comfortable. You never do see
1: anyone use those map and direction panels that the uh,
0: that the ensign shows Riker in Farpoint uh, no, you'll see them again there you do? yeah okay yeah here and there visiting dignitaries and such we need to go around the ship
1: anyway Philippe says here's an excerpt from episode one uh, episode season one 17 sure leave the one with the bunny Kirk says yes Mr. Spock what is it Says, I picked this up from. I'm doing the best I can. I picked this up. I do original characters, Matt. I don't. I can't do impressions. I'm not Rich Little over
0: here. Not yet. Let me um, give you... Your, give me. Your, do the. Do Mr. Spock as Carson. As Carson, Rich Little would do that. <laughs> oh. And then I want Kirk to be Nixon.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I picked up this <laughs> Doctor's law. So it's the worst Carson I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: What? Yeah, I can't do. You do it a little. Uh, <laughs> Carson's more of a. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me read it. Let me doctor's read Doctor's
1: log. One.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, oh, he says, "Doc." Too. Hang on. <laughs> so this is Spock as as Rich, as little, doing Rich little doing Carson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talk about inception! <laughs> I can't get out of my head your version of this. Oh, oh my God! No, hang, on, even,
1: hang, even on. Failures, hang on, hang on, hang on. Even your failures, you got to blame on me.
0: You are just the worst, Andy. You're the worst. Oh my goodness! Uh, hang on, I just gotta get a little bit of that in my head. A little bit of Carson. Do you want
1: me to bring up? Richard no, 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 Richard no. no,
0: no. I just need to have it in my head, Jeff. Hang on. Uh, so uh It's a little like it's a little throaty. Yeah. Sure. Uh, no, that's not it either. Doc, uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> oh, here we go. He's going to do it. This is 1973.
6: Which oh, Lee is with us tonight? You all does. He's got a great sense of humor, and it, because it is a compliment when somebody does you, obviously, if you you know tells these stories, they're hysterical. But Ed doesn't mind. He's a, no, he's he takes good all this. Oh, if you've been watching now, you've got new fodder because of the Watergate show. Yeah.
0: Just do I it, in that way. Oh, now he's doing Nixon. I was (laughs) (laughs) I called it it. Nixon. Uh, Rich Little doing Carson, doing Mr. Spock. Here we go. Oh, I thought you were gonna pull up the thing. Uh, Here we go. Oh, here
1: we go. Uh, No, this is another long one.
0: I just want to see him doing Carson. Uh Rich Little impersonation of Johnny Carson, right there. Okay. It's at a roast, so it's found to be good. It's a Dean Martin roast. Rich and John. Johnny
6: Carson has a, you know the, the Johnny Carson has all the all the little things that he that he did. I think there were twenty-two different little ticks that he had. So I went through them all. Stiff back, fixing tie knot, looking around, hands out the side, hands behind back, hands in pocket, right hand in back of left, right hand hitting palm of left, cut off sign, finger under eye, finger under nose, finger curl. <laughs>
1: it's so hard to get him actually doing it
7: still in now
6: finger in air fixed cuffs head snap with small groan blinking Indian <clears throat> e- yell pencil banging on ashtray rubbing eyes with one hand Steve Allen's laugh golf swing and Jack Benny's number two look that was a good shot I, uh, yeah, I, I uh, believe it yeah I yeah uh,
0: I, uh, I got it I can't get it I don't have it you know what forget it this was a road that we should not have taken all right and I apologize to all the listeners at home meanwhile oh boy is a different one heres I could find this faster I, I think I think I can
6: I know I know oh well you, well, you found me tonight it. but will you respect me in the morning <laughs> hey how how about this how about this weather we're we're, we're having out here in california isn't it wild <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was a good impressionist he's still around is he well he does a show in vegas wild doesn't he? Vegas. he just here's here's how here's how out of date rich little is this is him on letterman about
3: rich little
0: 12 years ago right and this is what he comes out and does. What are some of your, Andy, what are some of your um, guesses? guesses? Here's Groucho here's Marx. Let me say the worst thing you can do as an impressionist okay. is to say, here's my impression of blah, 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 if they were your waiter. Oh, <laughs> like, it's that yeah. kind of a thing, right? Sure. So, here we go. I think Dennis Miller
1: in the 90s has a joke. Where he says, but what if Abraham Lincoln was something of an I think he'd go something like this. Regis, and he says, no, I never that. And he, he backed out of the joke.
6: Oh boy, here we go. Dean Martin. <laughs> you know, I've been doing impressions for a long, long, long time. And I think the key to staying on top is to keep your act fresh, to come up with new people all the time. People like. Uh, like Dr. Phil. I know that you know that that I know that, that that you know. And if you knew that I knew that, then 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 we both would know if if we knew. Too big of a laugh.
1: <laughs> Too supportive, you mean? Yeah. yeah.
6: Like magic trick Now I've done a lot Of politicians Over the years I've done people like Like Bill Clinton Who wrote me A lot of great material
1: That one's not that good
6: And George W. Bush I don't know why The American people Are picking on me
4: that better I haven't Agreed. done anything
8: Slaps, clap, slaps, slaps, slaps
6: Oh there you go here he goes, you know, ready? He does his cards. And I was looking at the ostriches and I suddenly realized. I hope
1: he segued in some ironic way Why to please. doing out of date impressions.
6: A home run and a triple. A first baseman's glove, a catcher's glove, and Dolly Parton.
1: <laughs> little doing Karnak. So. It's also always problematic when you just take the actual comedic
6: bit. i two big hits, two big mits. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: What a weird digression we've just made, and that's why the face group is still waiting for us. Anyway. Yes, Mr. Uh, Spock, what is it? Well, I uh, picked up... <laughs>
1: this uh pick this up from dr mccoy's log uh-huh seems we have a, a crew member aboard who's showing signs of stress and fatigue <laughs> and i'm abandoning this <laughs> reaction time down to down nine to twelve percent associational reading norm minus three that's much too low a rating he's becoming irritable and quar- quarrelsome yet he refuses to take rest and rehabilitation now
0: he has that right but we've found crewman's uh, right ends where the safety of the ship begins. That man will go to shore leave on my orders. What's his name? James
1: Kirk. Enjoy yourself, Captain. It's an interesting planet. You'll find it quite pleasant, much like your
0: Earth. Ooh. Um, pretty great. What a, what a digression we made.
1: But uh, it really was fascinating that it was almost identical <laughs> to the uh, dialogue in the last episode.
0: When... Well, do you think that was a nod or just poor attempts at being original? I don't know. I like to think it was a nod to the past. I
1: did predict that it would play out almost exactly.
0: And like we also have a hail from uh, Zadi Rahai.
1: That's right. She says, Hello. This is an info perspective on Captain's Holiday, just an information professional's perspective. But Risa shouldn't be giving guest info out like it's anybody's business. That's BS, which I agree with. Okay. I think that uh, who asks about. The people from the
0: future ask if Captain McCart is right,
1: and they just tell them everything.
0: They just tell them. <laughs> well, I everything. think that they just think everyone's DTF, you know? <laughs> right. They're just so, asking to. Yeah. What room do I go to yeah. to get
1: down? Um, my friend Christine Boylan and uh, also uh, Robert Smith wrote us a hail, and here's what the hail is. It was they're both on the same topic, guys. There was a vampire named Mister Trick in season one of Buffy. Who was not a parent was not a
0: not a teacher and was not a parent (laughs) andy wins (laughs)
3: thanks
0: (laughs) uh what that tells me is andy emailed them to ask them that specific question because those people have not not listened to that podcast in a day and gotten back to you because we're recording this the day the podcast came out so andy it's the day and you admit that you emailed I did those not. people who, who emailed
1: who I did Christine not Christine Boylan and Robert Smith I did not my friend Robert Smith I don't know okay. that came in through the regular hails. Right. Christine I did not tell she just listens to the podcast religiously Christine why, why I can't do you tell, you tell so quickly it's she's a crazy. professional television writer of great success How, why she would
0: waste her time is beyond me again Christine where do you find the time we barely can record this no. let alone listen to it I think she uses it for relaxation That's no. even crazier it's the easiest thing to tune out and just be background that noise That makes sense
1: It's good white noise
0: um, <laughs> The whitest <laughs>
1: um, Wait I need a prime corrective now And I don't know Here it is Can we just pretend?
2: Time for retrospective. Truth is our
3: objective It's a prime corrective Cause Mad and Nanny got it wrong.
0: wrong I think it's Usually a prime corrective Is just me getting it wrong
1: you don't know enough to get it wrong. Well, the song says otherwise. <laughs> Prime corrective, uh, Beta Zoid slash Beta Z. I assume we said the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, JD Cohen says, This one keeps cropping up, so I tried to invent a catchy mnemonic, but I got nothing. Betazoids come from the planet Beta Z. Beta yeah. is just a terrible name for an alien species. It sounds like something from an old pulp magazine. This was definitely straight off the dome from the great cuckoo bird. According to Memory Alpha, it was also his idea that they would have four breasts.
0: Oh (laughs) Gene You know what What? Oh Gene is right Yeah. uh, Andy why don't you close the hails You got it pal (laughs) Andy It's time to Computer access
4: Face group
2: (whistles) Who photoshopped Andy with
8: a cat Who's that calling Matt a twat Just take a look. It's on Facebook. It's in our face group.
0: (laughs) I can't watch anything. Now Andy's got to shift his seat because he likes to frame it up right. Just like to make sure I'm facing forward even if I'm... Time. now guys in the face group uh, there might be some people watching there might be nobody watching of course you can join our facebook group if you go to facebook.com and forward slash that groups forward slash star trek tnc it's a private group ask to join and you could be let in if you answer the question correctly it's a very simple question all you have to do is answer it now andy's watching us and this is very meta <laughs> uh Okay, so Face Group people, if you have any questions for us, right now is the time, and we will answer them. Now Andy's watching oh, us. This oh, now I'm now. hearing me. I
3: apologize. This
0: is just blowing my mind right now. Everything that's happening. I. I how far behind am I? Do you want me to play together? No, no, no. Oh, there, no, I just no, look. I turned I my apologize. head. This is just blowing my mind right now. Everything that's happening. Uh, now I'm listening to I, me. I, I... Okay, uh, so did you see the Myra maneuver? I did not see the Myra maneuver. Was that a was that a thing that was posted on the Thingamajiggy on the face group? Did you see it, Andy? Uh, yeah, I think there was a thread
1: because mm-hmm. someone had suggested either the Secunda maneuver or what ship would my yeah. name be associated with, and uh, and then someone started a separate thread for what would the Myra maneuver be. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah that's a good thing and for us. What to would the mor maneuver be everybody? I think it was really funny. Hang on one second. sec. Does the I fact that it. Andy I'm sorry, does the fact that the other beta zoid has powers change Andy's theory about Troy not having powers in any way? Good tin man related question. I wasn't saying that no beta z ha-
1: It's beta z. No beta zoid,
0: no beta zoid. No beta zoid. <laughs> All right, there you go.
1: Beta zoids come from the planet, see? Was, we just did that <laughs> We ending. just ruined it. Beta Zoids. I'm not saying no Beta Zoids have powers because clearly uh, Luxana has powers. I'm saying that Troy, half human, has no powers, and and Luxana has influenced the Federation to go along with this.
0: <laughs> oh, I with this scam. That's an angle of your theory that I've completely forgotten. Oh yeah. You're saying that she really just greased some palms over at Starfleet by saying just put her in a position where she can't do that much harm. Uh huh.
1: And, you know, that position with a a
0: nice group of people winds up being the flagship of the Federation (laughs) to the left of the captain of the flagship. Interesting.
1: Here Uh, are the uh, opinions on the Myra maneuver.
0: Um, Oh, wait. (laughs) Stephen Herman says, I pulled a Myra maneuver and ended up in stellar cartography by accident. That's very funny. I like that. I still
1: think it's using Bo as a distraction to have Andy forget about the digression he was on and get through the episode. Uh, it's nerd bullying. Yeah, sometimes it can be. Um, and I think there were other ones. Just realized nerd bully comment was in response to the poll. Going back to drinking now—that was a different thing. Um, there
0: were other ones, but well, was there an actual poll, Rob? Yeah, and I, I think the there was. It? Oh, here it
1: is. Sorry, so many. Uh huh. Inspired by this, condition. these are 18 comments. Um, so we won't read all of them. My maneuver would be a strategy in battle where you know more than you let on. Interesting. Um, verbally abusing the enemy until they lose their cool and make an attack that leaves them exposed, mm-hmm. falling asleep while on duty or at least yawning a whole lot, switching your left hand, shaming your opponent with their lack of nerd knowledge until they just surrender. Sure, so true. Yeah, yeah. He is an Organian. Uh, he just stepped between the Federation and the Klingons and said, "Guys,
0: I would do that for sure." Why Organian? Oh, I don't know, but I would step between everyone and go, "Guys!" A reverse Picard
1: maneuver when standing up. So I pull my shirt up <laughs> instead of pulling down your uniform blouse. You instead yank yank it uh, up your underwear, giving yourself an induced wedgie. Interesting. The Manaira maneuver would be ordering enough guitars to fill the cargo bay. Definitely. Sure. It's going wee basically anytime you move or see anything else moving. <laughs> see something else moving.
0: We <laughs> I do like doing that.
1: Yawning at your opponent to lull them into a false sense yeah. of security, start another podcast. I would do that, sure. Uh, the Myra maneuver buckle up. I don't know. That's
0: well, I say buckle up. Oh, a just buckle lot. So up. So part of a Myer maneuver is buckling up.
1: Those are the Myra maneuvers. And by the way, the winner of the Myra maneuver was walking through the wrong door
0: in the pole. <laughs> it is something I tend to do. So. Uh, so that's it, guys. That's the fun of the face group. Captain Picard, uh, asexual. Andy? Uh, yeah,
1: I agree. Andy thinks he is. I mean, I would say he's he's maybe just like a child in that he has not yet discovered his sexuality.
0: This is the first episode that I noticed that Betazoids have no irises. Did you notice it? Yeah, well, I, I noticed I his eyes, before. certainly. Yeah. Uh, It's 45 people are here. That's amazing. We should stop doing these so late. Someday we will. It's 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Anyway, if you uh, at home want to join the face group and get to be part of these uh, ridiculous discussions, uh, you can do so. You can head to Star Trek uh, TNC. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Star Trek TNC. For all your face group needs, uh, I pop in every once in a while, even without Andy, and say hello. And then Andy comes by and says why did matt do that
1: it does confuse me
0: i just need friends so thank you all for being my friend except him (laughs) not my own friend all right bye guys bye uh end video
1: now uh matt we got uh two submissions for we actually got three (laughs) Uh, we got two submissions For an ending face group For an a- ending face group song Okay, let's hear it uh, The first one uh, was from Nacho Lopez Escheveria, Who has sent us uh, other songs mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. here it is
7: This is the end of the Facebook section Four star dragon ass conversation I thought I should bring it to your attention Now the rest of the program station.
0: That is a Klingon
1: metal band. I love it. Uh, he, and then I said, I'm not sure everybody will be able to hear your lyrics, and we've gotten complaints before, so he sent us another version. Do you want me to play that one now, or do you want me to save that for
0: the future? For the, Oh, so like next week we'll hear the next one? Yes. Yeah, let's hear okay. the next one next well, week. Then will, right now I enjoy metal uh, Klingon, Klingon metal band. I I'll just that. play this
1: quick one that someone called in with. Okay, okay. Oops, this
0: is the wrong one. Oh, no, you're playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's better. I get it.
8: This is the end of the face group.
0: I like the simplicity of that. (laughs) That is also simpler. (laughs) There you go. All right. I can't wait to hear the uh, next one next week. Andy, uh, it's time to talk about the episode. Am I correct in that? Did I close the hails?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just in case.
7: Closed. Guys, he I has. Feel
1: like, closed I feel like the it should be closed again.
0: after Face Group, anyway, because that should be part of the hills, right? Well, Andy, you hear that music because you know as well as I do. Tin Man aired April twenty third, nineteen ninety. It sure did, Matt.
1: Um, oh no, what happened? Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, first of all, <coughs> Matthew Kirk. Uh, who's who's uh, diligently working in the This Day in Trek department? Um, he said, department. Hey guys, thanks for reading my Admiral's Club review on the Sins of the Father pod, um, Captain M.D. Kirk. I was trying to write it in the same style as the week segment so you would recognize me, but I guess I wasn't blunt enough. <laughs> Hashtag said trombone. Anyway, uh, here's what was going on April 23rd,
3: 1990. It's the sun.
0: Thing
1: Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor finally caught the ear of U.S. audiences. Thank while God. Vogue by Madonna was still leading on U.K. radios. Uh, the Gold Coast by Nelson DeMille, DeMille was a bestseller. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles narrowly held on to the box office lead. With Pretty Woman less than a million dollars behind in its weekly take. Uh, NASA launched its 35th space shuttle mission As Orbiter Discovery deployed the Hubble Space Telescope STS-35
0: Oh Good mission
1: Two IMAX cameras were part of the secondary payload to record the deployment And the footage was eventually used in the 1994 documentary Destiny in Space Narrated by Leonard Nimoy
0: uh, Who sounded a little bit like Johnny Carson Guaranteed I saw that in the Omni Theater at the Museum of Science in Boston you were a big actual NASA fan as well. Still am, yeah. yeah. Uh, on my wall over there is a... That's how they... That's a NASA slide of how they would explain the Gemini capsule, which was the first two-man capsule. Is the Mercury and the Gemini. Uh, I just love that cartoon. It's an actual official NASA photo of how they would explain it to children. <laughs> oh, I gotta take a look at that. Yeah, um... It's great, yeah. Big, I'm a big NASA guy. My favorite uh, astronaut, of course, Michael Collins. He's the guy who uh, drove Buzz and Neil up to space and hung around in the car, wait for them to get done. Uh, I, I love him, dear. I have an autograph photo of Michael Collins over there, uh, but so he's yeah. forgotten by history. No, not at all. No. I also, if you ever watch In the Shadow of the Moon, great documentary produced by Ron Howard, uh, you get to see all the NASA guys talking. And the one that has the best sense of humor, as far as I'm concerned, is Michael Collins. He would have to. Michael Collins, of course, also makes a cameo in a film, uh, Youth in Revolt. Michael Sarah is in that movie. Yeah. Uh, The director saw the same documentary I did and Uh decided to give Michael Collins a cameo as a crazy old alligator farmer. That's nice. That's great.
1: Anyway. West Germany and East Germany came to an agreement that governed had emerged their currency and economies. Uh, took effect a year later. Time Magazine's Earth Day 90 cover featured then-president, vice-president Dan Quayle with the caption, No joke, this man could be our next president. Isn't it hilarious to come back on that? The irony of... So Dan on, down on Dan Quayle. I'll take him.
0: Um. That's it. That's your this day in track. Oh, 1990. What a time, guys! Forty-three minutes in, we're talking about the episode. Our record, not a record at all. I'm letting this play out for some reason. But anyway, it's here's a wonderful uh, song. This is uh starting at four three seven seven nine point three, directed by. Robert Shearer, back again Written by Dennis Putnam, Bailey, and David Bischoff I read Dennis Putnam, Bailey as though it was three separate names But it's one name, Dennis Dennis Putnam, Bailey, and David Bischoff The Enterprise takes aboard a Betazoid first contact specialist Tarn Elbrum to establish relations with a creature known as Tin Man, an alien life form resembling an organic spaceship. This seems like a straightforward task except that the Romulans also wish to contact Tin Man and have sent two warbirds to carry out the assignment. Elbrin is an unusually powerful telepath. On their way to rendezvous with the creature, he tells his old friend Troy about the pressure he feels as a result of being constantly bombarded by voices in his head. Troy sympathizes, but when Elbrin hints that he has already made contact with Tin Man, a suspicious Riker recalls Elbrin's last assignment which caused the death of 47 Starfleet officers. Just as the Enterprise arrives in the star system in which Tin Man has taken up orbit uh, around the incipient supernova. One of the Romulan ships opens fire on them and on the creature, intending to prevent the two from making contact. At Elbrim's mental suggestion, the creature destroys the Romulan Warbird with a shockwave. Picard wants Elbrim to coax Tin Men into a safer sector. But the lonely alien has come to the system, intending to die in the upcoming explosion. Beaming over with data to make physical contact, Elbrim establishes immediate rapport with the creature as the second warbird prepares to open fire on Tin Man. The creature emits a shockwave that sends the Enterprise and and the Warbird hurtling through space away from both it and the exploding star. Later, it returns to the Enterprise, uh, returns data to the Enterprise. The android tells the crew that Elbrin has decided to remain with the Tin Man, the two of them having found peace and comfort with each other. Uh, Of course, I am reading from Larry Nemechek, Star Trek The Next Generation, Companion Revised Edition. It's a bit verbose. Uh, The guy's got to do what he's got to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Guy's got to write. Yeah. And describe things. That is what he does. Just as they need to be described. <laughs> uh, and uh, certainly Larry has never let us down before. Mm-hmm. Andy, I want your initial thoughts on this episode. Um, well, I, at first I, my thought was the thing that you had said, which is,
1: well, this isn't that bad. This is definitely not one of the worst of the, the series, the yeah. way it was described. Um, but uh, my main issue is uh, with the, the guy, uh, with Elbrun.
0: Uh, The character or the actor? Uh, The actor, I guess. Um, Interesting. Similar feelings over on this side from Matt Myra, king of Star Trek. Yeah. I just just, called myself the king of Star Trek. (laughs) It's really (laughs) upsetting for both of us. No, it's not true, guys. I didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Andy's the king. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not the king. I am am but a viewer.
9: The Enterprise is preparing...
0: Oops. Sorry,
1: Charles everybody. of the
9: Hayashi system. Although tedious, this endeavor is the first step toward planet colonization.
1: Now, I assume he means by that of this sector, not in general. Like, the Federation has colonized other places, haven't they?
0: Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. He's just talking about having to go in and map this thing. Right. Like, oh boy, here yeah. we go. I gotta draw this map by this hand. This is tedious. I gotta draw this map by hand and then store it on only one pad. So I guess it's
1: it's it's tedious because it's already been explored. It just hasn't been mapped.
0: I think it's just tedious because of the act of mapping it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? I don't know. Let's ask Captain Picard. Seems like their job is
1: exploration, Captain
3: Picard?
0: not mapping. They're not uh, a
1: cartography uh, ship. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, what is it? <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. Uh, here I like this. I like I like the being hailed by another Starfleet ship. And I
9: like the interplay here. Here we go.
4: Census report the USS Hood is closing on an intercept course at high warp.
9: That's odd. We weren't notified of a
5: rendezvous. They seem to be in an awful hurry. Sir, we are being hailed on a secure channel by Captain DeSoto. On screen.
0: Is DeSoto a car dealership? Or was it an old car? DeSoto. I think it was a car. It was an old uh, car from the 50s. I feel like a lot of um, yeah, episodes of You Bet Your Life were brought to you by DeSoto. <laughs> it, uh, it debuted in
1: 1929. Uh-huh. And then it lasted until
0: 1960. Yeah. From Chrysler. Chrysler Dodge. Chrysler DeSoto?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, that's cool. So it's like Chrysler, Dodge, DeSoto. It's pretty beautiful. Oh, sure. You know, I love a DeSoto. Mm -hmm. Andy, you and I, we're just going to cruise the open freeway in a DeSoto.
8: (laughs) Sorry to sneak up on you like that, Jean-Luc.
9: Robert, why didn't you
8: inform us? Out here, you never know who's listening. Keeps you on your toes anyway.
9: I don't...
0: There's a line of dialogue that Patrick Stewart is about to say. Mm-hmm. That is completely unnecessary.
8: Hey, Will. Will, you getting soft on board that luxury liner? <laughs> so <laughs> old friend.
0: Delighted. And there it is. So old friend. I don't need that. It's e- established. No, no. It's established by their immediate rapport. I don't need him to say, so old friend. That's really true. It's such clunky dialogue. Yeah. Again, this is a lot of me having spent a lot of time with David Mamet recently. Uh, Is that true? So, not personally, no. Did you order the thing? No. Okay. We were talking about
1: possibly ordering the masterclasses and watching them. Uh, Maybe
0: that should be a podcast. It already is. Brought to you by me. I'm teaching a masterclass on podcasting, Andy. You should, pal. (laughs) Uh, Matt, uh, this is our least uh, viewed master class. <laughs> you like... already paid me a ton of money. Yeah. What do I care? I'll take my 100K and say second. <laughs> they really must be paying How
8: me. are you? Well, you know, they send you galaxy class boys out here to the far reaches. Me, I just haul my butt back and forth between star bases. But not today. No, not today. Starfleet's got new orders for you. This is top priority. They need the fastest ship in the fleet and the best people. That is you.
9: If time was so important, why didn't they transmit the orders by subspace?
8: Well, they're worried about Romulan eavesdropping on this one. And we have a passenger for you. Hard descent by subspace. What sort of passenger? Mission specialist. He'll bring your orders aboard with him. His name is Tam Elbrun. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Got <laughs> Hackles up. Riker really gets his gets real angry and sits up. And this is insanity to me.
8: Tam Elbrun of the garush to disaster. The same. What can I say your orders are to cooperate fully with him? Best of luck, folks. Good out.
1: By the way, I don't like it. I don't like this guy. This guy being so chummy. I don't think it's appropriate for uh, for a captain.
0: I find that a lot of Starfleet captains that hail other captains throughout the entire franchise behave like that. I agree. It bugs me. I think it's I think weird.
1: They all went to it's school. like you're palling around in front of the crew that's clearly not included. It's just Dickie. Uh, Will's included. I feel like, yeah, but he's playing to the two top-ranking officers. He's hailing the bridge. He's not doing it for the crew. Yeah, but it feels still hierarchical to me. I don't dig it. What is this this feeling you have?
0: This is a weird feeling you have against the USS Hood, Andy. What did they do
1: to you? Speaking of someone who's stuck down taking care of the deuterium... (laughs) Conduits, or whatever the hell was uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> tanks. Yeah, I don't like uh, those people chumming around and
0: all patting each other on the back. And, I like
1: it. And nepotism.
0: I like it. Nepotism. Yeah, Wouldn't that be family related.
1: Yeah, depotism? well, that's they helped each other out because they're all friends. That's how they all became captains.
0: Well, it's like when you go to like some sort of uh, function, uh, an industry function, right? And you run into old pals of yours. Yeah. Yeah, but those are smarmy,
1: the uh, show business people, not not Starfleet uh, personnel. Uh, you're forgetting who writes
0: the show. Yeah, smarmy show business people. Yeah. Well,
1: that's why it bugs me. Maybe because they're acting like smarmy show business. No, people. No, I like
0: it. I, I well, I like it in the sense that, like, I mean, I've seen my dad with old army buddies. I mean, this is what they do. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, the, maybe that maybe that's the thing that bugs me is that like your dad's old army buddies. Yeah, would be much more aggressive in their in their like. Bullshitting with each other and like giving each other shit.
0: And well, I like guy, the whole you still okay in that luxury liner? Yeah, but it's cutesy. What would you rather him say? Rewrite his dialogue right now. Um,
1: hey, will. Well, you still I'll, busting a nut with everyone you pass to convince everybody you're not in love with Picard? Yes, sir. <laughs> probably would be too far in front of the uh, bridge crew
9: (laughs) (laughs) sir the hood is slowing to impulse mr data come with me
10: captain may i come with you to greet tam you know him i do he was at the university on beta zed when i was studying psychology there
9: i see he was a colleague of yours
10: no
0: doctor patient confidentiality here it goes
10: he was a patient (laughs) whoops (laughs) Um
0: I mean uh I was very patient. Uh, uh I was also a student and somehow I had a patient. I got to That go. is
1: the part of it that confuses me. I guess she was he was one of her sort of pre whatever it's called confirmation patients.
3: Confirmation. Like patients.
1: students who are I think psychology students get patients also.
0: That are cool. Cool. I'm listening. Clearly, she did not do a good job with this guy. Uh, USS Hood is an Excelsior-class ship. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, good to see the Excelsior-class again. Sure. Nice shot of this new model rolling by.
1: Is it a new model, or is it just of the same the Exc- one from the, Star Trek Four Of the D. Of the D.
0: Of the D. We talked oh. about it. Remember, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, yeah. how it looked new, and it was a new model with different angles? Gotcha. That's what we're seeing, hmm. Andy. It is beautiful. What do you think of this uh, beam aboard over here? like that score that is good
10: Tam is a telepath of extraordinary talent even for Betazoid he's a specialist in first contact with new life forms he's a very unique person but he's not what you might expect captain
1: O'Brien has no lines he
0: just had to hang around maybe he had like a dozen lines that were cut from the script Let's find out. Oh boy, I didn't really think he had the script in front of him.
9: Welcome aboard the Enterprise. I'm Captain, Captain Picard.
7: Right? Yeah, he did. Here.
1: Oh no, he does have you lines. You want to know later. All
7: about your mission? Everything's on there: orders and briefings, destination and heading, all that. D, I sensed you were out here. How Have you been?
10: I've been fine but
7: I thought, thought you, were you were on, on Chandra,
3: Chandra 5 Sir sure. Who What are you mm-hmm.
0: As a As a fully realized Three dimensional character <laughs> I don't understand why He still has no social tact It's crazy And why he doesn't know not to do that other than to show this audience what he does,
1: there's no, there's no um, character logic to it at all. And beyond the fact that this actor, um, who is Michael Cavanaugh, oh
0: uh, Harry Groene, I lied. Michael Cavanaugh is the captain of the Hood. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um,
0: who is who is uh, one of the? Isn't uh, he the principal of the Buffy's school? He Is that is correct? The double Buffy, yeah. It was um, Buff on Buff Week. Um, Where did Buffy shoot? Fox or I think it shot have. at it Fox. Was... No, it was it was a CWWB show. A shot I, I think, at think Fox. it shot at Fox. I might be making that up entirely, but you know what? You let me know. I mean, it was on UPN. I know once more with feeling aired on UPN because the poster I had had
1: that on it. Not the principal, but Mayor Richard Wilkins. III.
0: Oh, who was the principal then?
1: Was it? Whatever. No, it wasn't Armin Shimmerman.
0: Yes, it it? was. Of course it was. Yes, you're 100% right. He's the mayor of uh, Sunnydale who wants to be the mayor over the hellmouth. Right. right? He's the evil mayor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who
1: gets all snuggly with uh, with Faith. Not snuggly. He becomes a father
0: figure. Who wouldn't? become a father figure (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't don't understand what that that meant either. I don't know what that meant
1: either. But I did love Eliza... Eliza... Eliza Eliza. Dushku.
0: Wow. You said it right. Yeah. Nice. I actually think it's Dushku.
1: I'm
4: dating.
0: No, it's Dushku. Is it Dushku Like duck shoot. Have you met... Did you interview her? Yeah, I've met her a few times, yeah.
1: Was she delightful?
0: She's a Boston chick, you know? Yeah. She's like one of us. Yeah. So you're saying she wouldn't like me? Uh... Sure, Andy. <laughs> she'd like it <you> just fine. <laughs> Guys, I don't know how to break it to Andy, but I don't Here think she really like him. Everything that's happening. I'm pretty sure she's like married to Rick Fox. So I don't. She really dated think, Rick Fox. I don't think she's don't know, still going out with him. Rick well, Fox, who was on one of my shows. Uh, you mean Boston
1: Celtics slash Laker? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I have a chance here, but... uh, No, I think you have a chance with Rick Fox. He was on one of your shows. uh, Not him. Um, I know I can get Rick Fox. (laughs) Um, Can Andy get Rick Fox on the phone? She's set to marry boyfriend Peter Palengian. Well, best of
0: luck to both of them. And... uh, But this was but this was last year so andy i don't understand this exercise <laughs> what, what, what are we doing i'm right looking now? for
1: possible um, mates for secunda
0: if you know of a possible mate for secunda please email us at star trek tnc at gmail.com if you're rick fox or someone close to rick fox please email andy I'm not looking to date Rick and Fox. He's I'm really looking, looking to, date date to Eliza see Eliza Dishku. Fox. You don't know. Don't knock until you try On it.
7: Android. I can't read you at all. It's like you're not there. Data. Oh, you better hurry up to the bridge with that. Captain wants you to run the orders, scan the technical schematics, and be ready to brief him in ten minutes, right?
1: Anyway, the point,
0: the point we were getting at is Number one, we've got a real dickhead down here.
1: <laughs> That's really it. He's and he's clearly annoyed everything. so he knows. That he's being annoying, yeah, and he knows because he reads every single person's thoughts that he's been annoying in the past. So is he intentionally? Oh wait, does Troy say later you're intentionally driving people away on the ship?
0: I don't remember. I think he. Does. I hope so. So
9: they address it a little bit. Maybe but it on the bridge, He has our orders and new heading. Aye, sir.
0: And December- I do like this little insight into Picard, though. What's that? of how quickly he wants things done and how he wants Data to do this in 10 minutes he wants to be briefed before the rest of the bridge crew in 15 minutes I did like that you just like that he likes things fast well I liked that he I liked the setup of Data get this done in 10 minutes then brief me Riker bridge crew assemble for a briefing in 15 minutes uh uh-huh. so that oh the card I Card will have the information before the briefing right I just liked that little bit yeah. of... Uh, and I also,
1: he could say to Data, which I don't know why they do do it all the time, whenever they ask Data to explain anything, uh, yes, give me the rundown in 10 minutes. And he would be able to adjust his verbiage to fit 10 minutes.
0: You want him to give the length of the rundown? You want him to digest the information and only give it... Give you 10 minutes of information
1: with the highlights. What is the point of that? Well, that way, if you're saying that they're meeting in fifteen minutes and that he's doing, he's absorbing everything.
0: I'm saying that data will have been, data will be done and ready in ten minutes. Oh, I see. And And then then he's briefing Picard. No, no. And then he's briefing Picard for five minutes. Maybe it takes him twenty seconds to brief Picard. I don't know how long it takes him to brief Picard. But what I'm saying is, I like the fact that in Picard's mind, he wants the information before his bridge crew gets it.
1: I understand, but I guess I'm saying. Date is a good person beyond the fact that he can absorb the information fast, he could adjust the time that he gives him the information
0: <laughs> Sure, he to could,
1: match exactly the amount of time could, that they have yeah, before yeah. the meeting.
0: Yeah, I would, I, if I was Picard, I'd probably want him to just go as quick as possible. Give me all the pertinent information. Well, all he right. could be even more mathematically perfect than that.
9: <laughs> Bridge staff for a mission briefing in 15 minutes. Got up Mr. Albron, would you. Would uh,
7: I care to see my quarters? No. I'd rather get this briefing over with than be left alone until I'm needed. What a joke.
4: Anyway. Why didn't he warn Darson? What was he doing there if he couldn't sense that much
8: hostility?
0: Oh, goodbye, Hood. We'll see you later.
8: It's a pretty great shot.
0: Whee! I
1: was wondering
4: where that was going to be. Our destination is the Beta Stromgren system, following the path of the Vega 9 probe. That's 23 parsecs beyond our furthest manned exploration. Boy, I only recommend.
0: the Millennium Falcon were here to do two Kessel runs, nearly. Parsecs.
5: Mighty hated it.
9: They so claim much. that sector of space where Beta Stromgren
5: is located. The Romulans claim all that is in their field of vision. They
4: routinely monitor the tele...
0: What? I love... Worf's continuous and never ending hatred of Romulans. <laughs> sure, they killed his family.
9: We have our deep space probes, and they will certainly be sending a ship of their own to
7: investigate this tin man. No, actually, they're sending two. Data? That is correct. Starbase 123
4: has detected two lazy Red class cruisers on an intercept course. The tops. St- what
0: was your question? You said lazy writing. Starbase one two three.
4: <laughs> well,
0: Starbase one two three is the one that's closest to the neutral. It always has been. Oh, it always has been. As far as I three. know. All right. What if ma- I hang on? What if I inceptioned myself into believing that just from this line of dialogue? And well, then when no they named history. that, it seems yeah. silly.
4: If this class cruiser is known to I be guess less than ours, it's got to be one two three. Therefore, but... we do have some advantage. <sighs> then it's a race.
9: Everyone get your racing goggles on. New life form representing a technology far beyond either the Romulans or ourselves. The Romulans will certainly take whatever measures are required to secure this creature for study. I'm wrong. Study is in
2: dissecting, i bet. Starbase
0: 123 is, according to the Stellar Cartography Starfleet Reference Library, Starbase 123 is located in the Beta Quadrant. How about that? That's something for people to know. What else is in the Beta Quadrant? The Romulan Empire. What? We have a starbase there? Isn't the Romulan Empire in the Beta Quadrant? Am I not crazy? I don't don't know. I don't think I'm crazy. Uh, Boy, oh boy, guys. All you Romulan people are going to get up in my business and get real mad at me if I'm not right right now. And I just hope that my poor memory is correct. Uh, uh, it's a common designation for one quarter. Of the I don't know why we're not looking up just what quadrant is the is the Romulan Empire in. It's part of the Klingon Empire. What? The Beta.
1: Quadrant Oh, the Romulan. Yeah, the Romulan Star Empire claimed uh, territory in the Beta Quadrant in the twenty-fourth
0: century. The Romulan Empire, the Klingon Empire, the Romulan Empire, the Romulan Republic. Uh, The early missions of Star Trek Online mostly
9: take place in the Beta Quadrant. Isn't that fun? Data, you are a resident honor student in exobiology. I'm assigning you to head up the life sciences on this mission. Nice, sir. Excellent. Meeting adjourned, then.
0: What do you think of this uh, confrontation with Riker? Uh, I like it. I like that he... He's basically having the
7: confrontation with that Riker, saying the anything. Of this outfit,
9: Huh? Mister Elbron, one of the reasons I'm asking you to work closely with a member of my staff is to avoid further omissions. The possibility of an encounter with the Romulans on this mission is hardly trivial, and yet. All right, all right.
7: I should have brought up the Romulans earlier, but I was distracted. And no, Billy Boy, I wasn't distracted on Garushta. If Darson had listened to me, no one would have died. No? I don't care whether you believe that or not.
0: What do you think he was just thinking? Um, I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't buy I that. I think for he a was second. thinking, I bet you never made out with Deanna.
1: <laughs> no. Well I don't believe it or I don't care if you believe it or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it also would have fit. Uh I love that this scene happens down here. It's crazy. And and data's left on the bridge. I love
10: it. Early diagnosis and special training did help Tam adjust, but he has some problems.
9: You mentioned a hospitalization.
10: For stress, repeatedly throughout his life. I always wonder what holds one person together through that kind of struggle while another goes under.
9: Yes, well, he's evidently done more than hold together. He's the indispensable man. (laughs) The Federation's finest specialist in communication with unknown life forms.
10: The more unusual the life form, the better he likes it. His personnel file shows he's gravitated towards assignments that isolate him from other humanoids.
0: Mm, that's what this flute's all about. Commander Data, I read I'm picking file. up an unusual that's echo on my navigational sensors.
5: Something is out there, sir. Tracking us, matching our speed and heading. Something which does not fully register on our instruments.
0: Now, in most uh, instances, when we see something like this happen on board the ship, when Captain Picard is also on board the ship, they would immediately call him to the bridge. Very strange. No, no, I like this. Oh, yeah? Data, who has the bridge right now, chooses to do what he's supposed to be doing, which is command the ship at this point. Or command the bridge
1: but aren't they supposed to alert him
4: if anything of this magnitude happens? I think they will after Data does his job. There are but two possibilities. Either it is a sensor malfunction or another ship is following us covertly. It is not a sensor malfunction.
7: Agreed.
3: But Commander,
2: if it is a Romulan ship, with their cloaking device, we shouldn't pick them up at all. Unless they're pulling so much power for something else that they can't fully cloak like what Ask the Romulans
4: engines if it is
2: the Romulans
4: lieutenant etc continue monitoring the precise position of the echo any sudden changes in its great behavior, here too. initiate yellow alert I like it aye sir
0: yellow alert's my favorite because of my eyes anyway <laughs> Well, the data make the alert on. the color of my eyes
7: calm Things in the land of the living Pretty cool
10: I thought you might be lonely No one sees you Except Data
7: Lonely? I can hear everything that everyone on this ship Thinks And no one besides you Seems to be missing my charming
10: You want them to dislike you Why?
7: Because I'm not a nice man
0: <laughs> oh, There it is <laughs> Yeah Okay
7: because they scare me. Too many minds. I can't shut them out. Never could learn all their loves, their hates, their fears, their needs. It's like a tide that never ebbs. I could drown.
1: I just feel like it's a super theatrical performance as honestly many of uh, Diana's the the people that she stuck with in these plots always do like I don't know the what deaf you guy and the do with and this. the devony noni jones Devin- whatever noni jones um they're all like super broad and weird performances and kind of dicks it's very uh, strange that they keep matching
0: her up with these people i don't it's interesting because i don't know how much else this actor can do with this material
1: I guess I just like, want, it's like, I need like a you to little act subtlety Yeah
0: but like I need you to act like There's 1300 people that you cannot Not feel everything they're feeling All at once And you know I want you to I want you to act as an actor I want you to perform that For me perform that it's such A weight on your soul That you don't know what to do because And then I think that The performance this guy turns in is that
1: I feel like that is one version that we see but I don't think it has to be like this very theatrical over emphasized performance. I feel like it could have been Andy? just something that's more grounded. Was that you or it was me? I know. Or beta I is that? he came him? You were just a, a beta zoid, Matt. Oh, dear. <laughs> I also am doing it. Uh, but here's a side thing. Uh, in 85, Groner worked with Brent Spiner in On the original, original production oh, of it. Sunday in the Park with George. Well, there you go. I do not know Brent Spiner was in the original production production of Sunday in the Park with George. He played George. <laughs> I doubt that. And he, in 82, he was uh, part of the original Broadway production of Cats which earned him a second Tony Award nomination in 83. So there's a reason he acts theatrically, because he was a giant in the theater.
7: Lonely. For so long.
0: May I introduce you
1: How
7: to Devon
0: Jones?
1: I guess Tom. they both at the same thing. Oh, here's another side question. Anytime Luxana's there, she's annoyed that Diana's not thinking at her instead of talking to her. Not
0: communicating
1: via telepathically, yes. Why is this guy doing it? If Betazoids more often communicate telepathically.
0: I think the director was like, no, let's just have them talk. Uh-huh. And okay. The actors are like, thank you.
1: Well, it's not very realistic. That's what You're I think. in
10: contact with it. Tin Man, aren't
0: you? No. His name is Frank.
7: Well, yes, a little, but not quite on a conscious level.
10: We're light years away. That's impossible, even for you.
7: Impossible for me? Maybe not impossible for Tin Man.
2: Ender.
8: Act open.
5: Warbird closing. They are arming main disruptors, Captain. Order red right shields to maximum. Arm photon torpedoes and stand by,
9: Mister Warf. Aye, sir. I thought you said the Enterprise was faster than this Romulan. In fact, we are, Commander. However,
4: raise
7: him, Mister Crusher. Hailing frequencies. I guarantee that they don't want to talk to you, Captain.
5: It's a great shot. So cool. The bombing has passed us. Damage report.
0: I like that Data always looks over at Wesley like, you believe this shit? Like, <laughs> always. That's his look whenever they come out of a situation. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's Brent Spiner being Brent Spiner or if it's... Data being concerned? Maybe it's Data
1: looking to see how a human in roughly his position would re- would be reacting. <laughs> He's just sort of cheating. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny um, to me. Acting concerned? Is that how I would act here? Okay. Okay, okay, they they watch this one more talk time. To you. Watch, just keep your eye on Data.
5: Pastors. Damage report. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's making sure that Wesley's still at his station, so because he would just take over. If, uh,
0: the score in this episode is
1: great, so great, and that that those effect shots are amazing. That's like movie level right there.
9: He's reported. Seventy percent lost to the shield. I
1: love Their me a fight. on
4: us was incidental, Captain. Incidental. Yes, to delay us, Captain. It would appear the Romulan's intent is to contact Tin Man first at any cost. According to my sensor readings, the Warbird has exceeded maximum engine output by 30%. They seem to have irreparable damage to their warp coils. So they kept up with us by
7: sacrificing their ability to re-enter Romulan space. One-way trip. There is one more trailing us, Captain. A day or two behind. Data's right. This one's job is to beat us to Tin Man at any cost.
9: You read all this
7: telepathically? In the mind...
9: You realize
0: that I have been sitting next to a Betazoid for <laughs> three <gonna> <laughs> years. And she has not done shit.
1: I think at the end of this, after he explains it, Picard does have a moment of just like, why can't we get that kind of crap out of Deanna? Is like, so clearly seems annoyed at something.
7: Romulan commander during the attack.
1: just looking around like, what?
7: Very well, Mr. Crusher, all stop. <laughs> Hi, sir. Forge.
5: Uh, forge. But here's a thought.
0: Yeah.
1: Why didn't Elbrin tell him about it before the Romulans decloaked? If he's that good at sensing
0: their thoughts. Maybe it was a, a thought in an instant by the commander. What do you mean? Maybe the commander was like, decloak.
1: Yeah, but he knew the Romulans were there. He would be able to sense other thoughts. Didn't we all know the Romulans were there? No, it was a theory. Nobody had established it. Hmm.
0: So he could have said, "There's a rhyme element that's this far away." It used to make sense, but Andy broke it. Oh, <laughs> well, he already sang it, so I guess I don't.
1: Johnny,
9: how long to full shield restoration? I like
1: this. I'm working on it. Oh yeah, Computer, this
2: reconfigure structural integrity power to feed interdeflector grid. I
1: was thinking about you I think when I was watching fly. this. Oh Request yeah. Requested Rerouting power.
2: Operational safety limits. To hell with the limits. Override authorization. The forge data two nine nine seven. Rerouting structural integrity power supply. Russell, watch the lateral grid balance.
0: Don't talk to me though. It'll cost no, 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 money. Too much.
2: We'll have to do it manually.
0: I'll just shake my
1: head. La forge
2: the bridge. Go ahead, Captain. I'm trying to feed the inner grid by stealing some power from the structural integrity field. You should have partial shielding in about thirty minutes.
9: You have ten. The out. <sighs> I like that. I like that everybody's annoyed the in this Romulans wish the honor of first contact. Let them have it.
7: You're out of your mind, Picard. What if the Romulans find a way to persuade Tin Man? The chance of that is remote.
9: And if you will be still, Mr. Elbrun, you may learn. What? Being first. Why does he have to say any cost what? is not always the point.
0: Oh, I think right now he's overwhelmed by the Tin Man. Uh-huh. He's so close to it now. So he can't hear Picard's thoughts. I think that he can't hear a lot. I think he's... He's uh, getting bombarded with the Tin Man's gajillion years of memories.
6: It didn't make sense, but Matt fixed it. I don't think that
0: song needed to be played there. I think it made sense. What do you mean? I didn't didn't fix that. I think that's the story being told here.
1: I feel like it didn't make sense because my point was valid. And then you bent it to make sense.
0: (laughs) Thank God he wrote those two jingles.
9: Data while we're repairs. I want life sciences and engineering to continue collecting information on the alien. Also,
0: see if Holodeck 4 is available.
4: range sensors. <laughs>
0: I'm going to solve a mystery, <laughs>
4: sir. I'm going to recreate Vash again.
1: Oh, by the way, Vash in the in that last Captain Holiday episode yeah, uh, was uh, Patrick Stewart's lady at the time. The actress. Okay.
0: It's interesting. Way to go, Patrick. Yeah. Pre casting? Post casting? Pre casting. He got her cast.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: that's fun. Yeah. You know, Spot was um, Data's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of your work here? <laughs> yes. Does he have I a
4: spot yet? He have you no, seen he spot? doesn't.
0: No. no, I know he has a cat
1: and in its name. Spot.
4: Stations well. used by the others.
0: Uh, I like this information. I like that Data's Data's workstation works faster than all the other workstations on the ship. Yeah, because everyone's too dumb.
1: Yep, and he has to have a special one in case other people got to nice. use that station. I would like it if he just sort of offhandedly said, "Uh, I've created a special one for myself because uh, I can work much faster than the stupid
0: humans. (laughs) All I have to do is plug anything into it.
7: (laughs) Wink. What? Data. (laughs) Lots of workspace. Not much room to live. I don't guess you sleep.
4: I have tried it from time to time, but you are correct. I do not require rest.
7: But you paint.
1: See, even data thinks this is intrusive.
4: The creature's anatomy appears most peculiar.
0: Do you think he's like uh, I should change the subject? That's what humans do to me when I look around their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know.
1: in what
4: way? It is indeed laid out as a vessel with what appear to be chambers and corridors. An internal environment suitable for carbon based life forms is being maintained, yet there is no evidence of a crew aboard. Using their equivalent of lingua code. Response? Nothing so
7: far, Commander. Why should it answer? What could it possibly have in common with them?
4: But you're so
5: sure it'll talk to you. Captain, the Romulans are arming all disruptors. Yellow alert.
9: Prepare for evasive action at the first change in the Romulans' course. With our shields in this position, we can't. No!
7: No! We're not the target! it's Tin Man
9: what do you mean they intend to destroy it those are their orders if they can't secure the alien increase speed to intercept the Romulan vessel
0: he, look at Data again looking over to make sure Wesley's doing his job right
1: maybe he's also routed all of Wesley's work through his console uh, so he's looking he's, too like, great, he's not sir. doing that they fast enough I better we take over
6: they won't listen to you.
0: ooh he shoved Picard Danger. danger, come to danger. Will Robinson, allow. We, and it spins around, destroys the Robinson ship, sends quite a shock wave over to the Enterprise, crippling the power. Well, look, the ship's like moving there, Andy. I don't know if it's working. We've got What's happening? power, but I've got I to think take the thrusters warp engines offline while
2: we recalibrate nice. the Trek knowledge for everything, or just for the warp <laughs> engines? All of it. Commander, we're looking at twenty hours work here. Double shifts.
0: Don't be a bitch, Jordy. <laughs> he's,
2: Fucking gets
0: really freaking out. Here's a here's the thing you could do. There's a thousand people on the ship. We all had to take engineering. Quadruple the shifts. None of them are allowed to talk. They're all not paid
1: extras. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy. <laughs> Whoops.
6: <laughs> uh, we don't know
2: that we have twenty hours. That star could explode at any moment. I know. Okay. First thing we need to do is. Get the main computer working. Now right. we fix the shields first, Commander. Whatever Tin Man hit us with, it fried circuits I thought were unfriable. I'm not worried about Tin Man. It's more Romulans showing up,
0: including the circuit I used to cr- program all my friable foods. <laughs>
2: right. First priority.
1: Get Remember the those omelets, Jordi? Not
0: now. <laughs> By the way, uh, Commander, was that the egg?
4: <laughs> was the problem That's the egg, where or your cousin? Until I'm done, okay? Don't ask me about surprises. Ask Tam Elbrun. Still pissed Boy, off at Tam
0: Elvin. This is a grudge that I think has to stop at some point. And I don't know that it ever... He has a there, he never gets closure with this guy. No, he doesn't. And it is kind of bothersome. Because I think this is the most pissed off we've seen Riker to date with a human being on the ship. That's true. Uh, besides his dad. And besides Picard and the yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <mortality. laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. When you ask, (laughs) Frank.
10: Your brain activity suggests you're coming out of some sort of a fugue or seizure.
0: Or a state of topper.
10: Your blood pressure and glucose are indicative of general systemic stress.
9: Have some crackers.
10: No doubt about it.
9: Good. Because I want to know exactly what you did. I want to know how closely you're in communication with this alien and what you've learned from it, and I want to know now. I, 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 I just warned it. That's all.
0: I like the version of him that comes out of this fugue state, because he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to live. Oh. More h- chipper. More hinder. Good time. More human-like. Sure. More, sorry, more betazoide like Should we be from the planet Hume? If we're going by Star Trek uh, rules. That's really valid. <laughs> I mean I guess we are like Humoids? We are we are we are Terrans, right? Terrans. And we do come from Terra. Uh-huh. Or we're from the Terran system. We're not Earthians though. No, I know, but like is it there's gonna be an email that's gonna somehow explain this to us. Sure. In a way that makes us feel stupid. Should I get a jingle going for that? If not.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can do anything it you want. It makes sense to everyone, but man and Andy. <laughs> uh, what, humans are called humans. Uh-huh. And then when we leave the Earth, <laughs> the Terran system, uh-huh. which is Earth, Sector 001. Well,
1: that's it. I think we travel. No, but beta zoids are from Beta Z, so. Klingons Blind. are from Klingon. Oh, it, it is Klingon. It's called Klingon.
3: Yeah.
0: Although, should we be Earthlings? We are Earthlings. Earth. Er, okay. Klingling, Kling Klinglings.
7: Nope. Okay, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Klinging. I've been in contact with it sensing impressions from Klingites. It, it calls itself Gumtu. Oh, it I made know. up the name. Gumtu
0: is probably from the planet Gumpt. Cuz he's a Gumtu. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know why I'm picking on betazoid beta guy, because we're both clearly wrong every time we say it. It's old,
7: Captain.
4: Old as roamed the universe old for old is thousands
7: dead. of years. What? Where, Where did it come? Cool. How many far away. Maybe beyond the galaxy. Once there were millions of them. Once? It hasn't seen another of its kind for millennia. It's alone. It may be the last of its species. Perhaps we can help it
9: in some way. Can you ask it to return with us to Federation Space? At least persuade it to leave the vicinity of Beta Strongren? before the star explodes.
0: Or maybe help me kiss a girl. I
9: don't
1: know how. (laughs) I kissed someone (laughs) recently, but I thought it was
0: a greeting. It turns out that that was actually probably just set up by the planet I was on. You know, to make me have a good vacation. You get
7: it. Have you been to (laughs) Ryza? To nose. The star will go Nova soon. That's why it's here. It wants to die. It's a
1: suicidal planet. Or ship. There was. Whatever
7: it is. An explosion in space. Radiation penetrating the outer layers. The crew... The crew died.
3: Isn't this
1: basically
0: loss. Farpoint? Hmm. It's like a ship. They were walking in the... No, well, Farpoint, like, those, those things were powering... The planet they were ca- they were a TNG captive. Episode, yeah, right, right. I th- I'm just honestly asking. But I guess you I'm saying that if that's right, organic life
1: forms that are ship sized that are almost built like a ship inside and work like ships. And also, didn't they? Don't they go to the one in space, or they don't go to the one in space? Which one? I feel the like in a TNG, yeah. I feel like in a TNG episode, they've beamed into a ship. Where it was Organic matter
0: Yeah where the Well no alive. They were inside They were In Farpoint right They were inside Those jellyfish In the caves Yeah but they were In the ground They were stuck in the ground right? right They were being held there To power the Farpoint station
1: right? right So it's similar
0: Yes But there were multiples Of those Right They weren't alone And I don't know That they had evolved To symbiotically Worked with Alright It's slightly different Look, they, there's only so many space stories, right? Sure. Five of them are this. <laughs> six of them are captains need shore leave. Yeah. And the other three space stories are Data wants to be human. Yeah. That's it. No other Star Trek. I, I kind of agree.
7: Empty pain. Hollowness.
10: Tom, stop this. She's
0: using her empathic abilities to grab his head. Uh, now, here's the thing We're back on In in good old Deck 36 We're back in engineering And uh, we're back with two engineering people This almost seems like they wrote this episode Shot it And then were like We need one other person that can talk in engineering What if he was addicted to holodecks And then they wrote the Reginald Barkley character Hmm Because it feels like they're like Can we have this guy talk? No but, I mean, Jordy needs someone to be able to talk to in engineering. Do we no. see
1: Barkley as sort of a recurring part of the crew where it's not a Barkley episode?
0: Mm, I mean, he's in first contact. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. Um, so he obviously first contact. serves on the ship for an, an, a long enough time. Yeah. But no. So they don't really want another person down there. That's probably too expensive. Yeah, but they do like a there's, a, there's an episode I'm thinking of that is like He's sort of involved in the solve But not, it's not about him mm-hmm. I don't know if it counts
2: Russell, reactivate the sensor assemblies Okay, let's do a program reload port array only
1: They're still wearing season 2 uniforms Good, right? that's yeah.
2: good Computer, run a level 2 diagnostic Port sensor array remains offline Damn. Riker to LaForge,
5: Forge. How's it coming?
2: Not good. I think all the control processors are shot. But maybe if I swap the chips from the secondary array, I can give you a minimum heme scan.
5: Do it.
0: Can I have those chips? Thanks.
2: Okay, Russell, we're going to try starting retro sensor element 32 only.
0: Good old Russell. Why are, these, why are these sensor things in the middle of... Engineering in the middle of where the engines are—they don't have everything down there. Shouldn't they just be in a sensor array? Like, shouldn't there be a sensor room that is sensor Ooh. control? That seems valid. But don't they fix everything down there in engineering? I mean, they have access to everything, right? But if he's so—you know—he's talking about everything's burnt out, right? What were the chips that data? Flips Isolinear and, chips. Oh, okay. Those same chips that they just handed back and forth. Those Which same are on a different of different panel. So. Well, they're all over. I think. I, I think the Enterprise has gajillions of isolinear chips which also makes this whole like if we swap these it'll work thing a little uh, eh, bullshit
2: go <laughs> it's exciting the good news is we have partial long range sensors Laforge to bridge Riker here. I'm picking up another echo on the long range sensor display you reading that on your panel or
9: Oh, I wasn't okay. I'll boffy's over, over here.
0: Should I go over there now? <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'll be back. Klingon. <laughs> Klingon,
1: Klingon back. looks all
5: over the bridge. Confirmed, sir. The other Romulan ship on an intercept course.
0: Jo- whoa, whoa, Worf! No one said they were Romulans. Yeah. It was just an echo.
2: We gonna have those shields anytime soon? I'm luggage. doing the best I can, but shields won't help if that star
9: explodes. Data, you seem to have developed an affinity with Elbron Do you like my plastic globe? (laughs) He's really looking at it (laughs) How far can he be trusted?
0: Where should I start this scene? I should be looking at this
9: globe
0: What if I I touched this life?
10: Captain, the issue isn't one of trust in Tam's intentions But in his judgment I would trust him to do what he believes is right
9: Yes, of course At the Tam O'Shea That his judgment
10: Is precarious the stress of exposure to so many minds on the ship is bad enough. Now he's strongly drawn to this creature. I'm afraid for him.
3: Data's
1: a little shiny afraid in this shot. What?
10: I sense that so the out. alien is somehow calling him. If we allow him to do as he insists, to beam over, I believe that we will lose him to it. That he will lose himself.
4: Captain, I agree that Tam's motives are trustworthy. And I do not believe it is possible that he will act against us or will cause Tin Man to act against us out of malice.
10: Captain, if Tam breaks down over there, we'll be no closer to accomplishing our mission. It would be a grave mistake.
0: I'm sitting Thank in front both. of this globe you've never seen. Until now. I may touch it later in the scene. Later. She's crazy, right? <laughs>
4: Puzzles. <laughs> We've come this far... Are you not going to allow Tam to fulfill his mission? Tam Elbron warned
9: Tin Man. The first thing it did was to destroy a space vessel.
0: Well, oh, sir, we're in space. That's where all the vessels I I are. I
4: understand, sir. If you feel the risk is too great to send Tam Elbron alone, then send me with him. Counselor Troy understands him better. But he is more comfortable with me, sir. I have no thoughts. It is humanity he is fleeing. Sir, I could serve as an intermediary, a bridge back, a reminder of his obligation both to us and to Tin Man.
0: See, they often call data. data honestly,
1: tin man. you're more valuable than Dion. I would never say that in front of anyone else, but
0: uh, also, my fish can hear everything. <laughs> data, the fish is in command now.
3: <laughs> what if what we're had a psychotic
0: break. <laughs> Livingston,
1: what do you want to
0: do today? <laughs> Data to Commander Riker.
5: He's talking Captain to Livingston again. Has uncloaked.
0: No shit, we can see him on the view screen.
5: Stand is number one. Shields are at 40%. We can maneuver on impulse, sir. Phasers available on manual, sir. Computer target lock not functioning.
9: Now, let's hope they're in a mood to talk. Hailing frequency. Open. Romulan vessel, this is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. Enterprise.
0: (laughs) Where is he looking? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't like to look right into the camera. This this guy, this Romulan, looks like he was just in a circus act that he just got shot out of a cannon <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like he's
1: because <laughs> the outfit or the hair all of it
9: yeah Your presence here is a violation of romulan space you will leave immediately we are not familiar with the terms of your claim on this sector we are here engaged in scientific research do you wish to participate we have monitored the destruction of our sister ship by the star creature. We claim right of vengeance. We will destroy the alien. If you interfere, we will destroy you as well.
0: Peace. That warbird looks awesome. Also, would you like to see me in a cannon? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Report to Transporter Room 6 immediately. Captain, I don't. Commander Data will meet you there. Yes, Captain. I usually the no longer have a choice. But
1: this is my story. My character knows Tam. I should go with him for the final scene. I wonder
0: what Tam and the Tin Men are up to. Guaranteed they're in some sort of fucking novel or something.
1: I uh, yeah. Should we like to
4: Tam. I can't Data to Enterprise. Enterprise, come in. Oh, no,
7: don't. If it is harming you, we must return. Enterprise, respond! No, oh, it's alright, it's all right now, it's alright. Gamtu is trying to communicate a lifetime of experiences to me in a few seconds. But I'm alright now.
0: Shout out to Ensign Russell, who was longtime extra Carl Banks. I feel like you already said that. Did you already say that? Uh,
1: no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in 2371, Miles O'Brien recalled Gum 2 when the crew of Deep Space Nine discovered a sentient starship. Oh.
0: You know, I was uh, in the transporter room. I said nothing that day. But uh, we were going to see Gum <laughs>
1: <laughs> I later spoke on the comm to the to card, but that's it. I can uh, just tell it was so tense when, uh, when Elbert got there I don't
0: so Troy studied psychology at the University of Betazed where she met both Tam and Riker oh that's where she met Riker according to Larry Nemecik.
3: Mm.
9: <sighs> O'Brien to bridge go ahead chief I lost the transporter lock of them
5: some kind of force field went up confirmed the alien has thrown up a shield it is blocking all our sensors captain the Romulan's weapon systems are now at full power
0: the uh, look of Gum 2 apparently according to Larry here was uh, a Rick Sternbach creation built by Greg Jean it was designed in homage to the thermal pods in Buckaroo Banzai
5: oh cool
1: there you
0: go (laughs) that's a neat reference
5: locking all our sensors. Captain, the Romulan's weapon systems are now at full power.
0: May I shoot it, please? Follow them in,
9: Mr. Crusher. This is
5: very
0: grand, grand, grand scoring. scoring. Oh, really
9: great.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, uh, data's gone. Uh, who, who, who can we put here in the ops position? Well, I don't know. I oh, do lady. I do have an ensign who was in a b52's cover band back on earth oh sure bring her up let's see if there's a name for that person. tin man rusted
1: <laughs> oh by the way I wanted to say uh yeah I think she's an unknown command division officer it's
0: not ops division. identified unless it's Debbie marsh whoa he's sinking into it is this yes. her Maybe?
1: It's Debbie Marsh if it's her. Oh, Data's hand
0: won't go through there.
4: There is a large chamber twenty meters ahead. Or is it her? I know.
0: It's much more of a beehive hairdo, Andy.
7: I know everything now. Come on.
0: Right there. Oh, sorry to go back one second
5: shield. it is blocking all our sensors captain the Romulan's weapon systems are
9: now at full power follow them in Mr. Crusher red alert Mr. Wolf armed, photon torpedoes I hmm hmm
0: Andy's searching Ensign Ops
7: this is the control center where Gamtu's crew guided their journeys. The ship and the crew existed symbiotically. They needed one another. When Gamtu had no one left to care for, it no longer had a reason to exist. Is that the purpose of existence? To care for someone? It is for me. Diana was right. I'll lose myself here.
4: I must remind you that our objective is to bring Tin Man out of danger
7: and report our findings to Starfleet. I'm not going back, Data.
0: What's happening? I'm sorry, here.
5: sir. The Romulans are hailing us.
0: Hello, Captain Picard. Hello. If you with I'm us, about we'll fire to fire jump out well. of a new Tomorrow, cannon,
9: we'll Captain. to defend the life of the alien. Screen off. Shields up. Power <laughs> levels
0: really decreasing, like
9: sir.
2: Captain, the diameter of the star has been decreased by one hundred thousand kilometers.
0: That's if- a lot of kilometers. It's her, right? Yes. It is... How did you find that? Karen Baxter. Karen Baxter!
1: Let's see what else she's been in. She <laughs> was in a ton of... Uh, she was a stand-in for Jennifer Hetrick, which was Vash. was Vash. Nice, nice. She was in a bunch of other S- Star Trek TNG episodes. Doesn't seem like she has her own IMDB page, so I assume she never rose above background.
0: Nor did she want to.
1: Yeah, she didn't want to. Maybe she decided to have another career.
0: It's possible. She
1: married Rodney Baxter in 1986. After several years, the couple divorced. Sorry, guys. In June 2009, hey. she married her second husband, Dave Sanders. By the
0: way, uh, this is an awful lot of information to have about this person who was a background actor on Star Trek. I know. She leaves behind... Oh, no. She oh, no! Oh, no!
1: Karen Sanders lost her battle against a severe illness. In 2010, oh. she leaves behind her husband, Dave Sanders, her father, Gary Bruder, oh. and a daughter.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: sorry, way to bring guys. us all
3: down. didn't mean to into you? Why
0: did you look so hard into it? I don't know.
1: I was looking for something oh fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just bad <laughs> this took a turn
0: I didn't like.
1: I'm sorry, Karen Baxter. Oh, no,
0: Karen. You will forever be remembered. Karen... Thank you for bringing us a little joy on this podcast before Andy decided to continue reading. Sorry. Sorry. You did a great job filling in for Commander Data at Ops during a critical mission where the Romulans were about to attack.
9: It's beginning.
0: And the star was going to go supernova. A lot happening. There's that flute again
7: to them make them understand that our mission is to save Tin Man and I will but he's going to save me as well all my life I have waited for this a chance to find peace finally all the voices are silent only Tin Man speaks to me now don't you see Data this is where I belong in this sticky chair. <laughs> it looks kind of like a tongue. <laughs> that
5: star's going to go any minutes.
0: I feel like Gum2
9: well
5: sent the probe our range.
0: that look for the humpback whales. In 4? Star Trek 4? Yeah. I feel like Gumtua is old, just like the whales. This is some terrible, great, terrible acting. The swirling that Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes are having to do on the bridge right now. Yeah. Standing up, they're having to spin slowly in opposite directions. It's impressive. I didn't notice that. Start it back here. Yeah, You need to see it. Pay attention to their greatness. (laughs) It's a little weird (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it can't be that weird if you didn't notice it the first time It's true It's true, good editing
2: Con, report Dead stop, Captain Sir, we've been thrown clear of Beta Stromgren A distance of 3.8 billion kilometers
5: There is no sign of Tin Man Or the Romulan, sir
0: love that look like can you sense him no of course not <laughs> <laughs> Captain, uh diana oh never mind we'll miss you bye bye karen backstage whoa the nova it's going so, i'm right here i have a tricorder what
4: happened over there difficult to explain, sir. Tam? I believe he found what he was looking for, Counselor.
1: No thanks to you.
9: Captain's log supplemental. With all main systems at least temporarily restored, we are proceeding to Starbase 152 for inspection and additional repairs. We have had no further encounter with the Romulans. As for the whereabouts of Tin Man and Tam Elbron.
0: We're heading to Starbase to put Ensign Russell's chips back in the right place.
4: They 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 don't go in engineering. Send for me? Yes, Counselor. It was Tam's final request that I explain his decision to the crew. But I believe it was his hope that you would understand. What did happen? I witnessed something... It
0: didn't make sense, but Tam fixed it! <laughs> Individually, Tam they do anything. Also
10: Wounded. Isolated.
4: Yes. But no longer. Through joining, they have been healed. Grief has been transmuted to joy, loneliness to belonging.
10: data you do understand
4: yes counselor when Tin Man returned me to the Enterprise I realized this is where I belong (sighs) I don't dig this
0: I I like that she hugs him you don't dig that the flute comes back for a (laughs) reprise I don't like
1: the flute either I don't. Uh, here's here's my overall thing. I don't know what the theme is on this episode, and I feel like oh they're implying. I mean, because it's basically like just the the symbiotic nature of relationships, or that people need people. Like that's what his landing point is. It seems very
0: vapid. You sound like a loner. Yeah, I mean, Perhaps people don't need people. Someone who might be going town to town and never mentioning the big green man in the previous town that destroyed things and then you move forward Andy Banner (laughs) Um, I am Andy Banner uh, no this seems like a reasonable, Now, here's the thing I get like, you know, Data's always haven't they previously many, a couple of times also I can possibly be remembering a later episode yeah Uh, don't they refer to Data as Tin Man? that seems right
1: well, that was the other thing is, you what know. is the what is the meaning of Tin Man? The, the tin, tin Man had no heart. Yes, right? Isn't that what they're trying to do here? Well, how? He has a heart. He has too much heart. He feels everyone else's thoughts, and it overwhelms him. No, no, him. but the alien. Oh, that, that, that he, the human is his heart? Is supposed to be his heart? I, that think, he's that the, his I heart? think he's
0: been looking for something, right? I think they yeah. both have been looking for something, and they found it. And I thought that the calling it Tin Man... Was also a reference to Data, right? And Data has always been looking for a heart. Data has always been looking for feelings, and I guess Data earn, learns some feelings towards the end here when he decides that he belongs on the Enterprise. I guess he logically
1: figures out that he needs the Enterprise the same way that this guy needs. I see what you're saying, T-Man. but I just I also feel like it's a sort of a sloppy thematic connection. Because it's not heart. It's not...
0: It's not unsloppy. It's
1: not emotional. It's...
0: It's. I think it would have been a more interesting thing. It didn't make sense. And data fixed the tin man's heart. Is that how the song goes down? <laughs> Do you want me to play it?
3: Which one, which one am I playing? <laughs>
0: oh, well, this is a new song written specifically uh, for this plot. I don't have that. Oh, uh, well, maybe you will.
1: Someday. The um, the uh, I think what would have made a better plot is something more about the pressure of other people's thoughts, yeah, as a theme, and uh, and sort of their expectations and their and their emotions overwhelming
0: you. I think he, yeah, thematically sure, but what does data get out of that? What do you mean? What is data's lesson at the end here? Oh.
1: I don't know something about how he doesn't really experience other people's emotions but i don't think it's true he does have empathy which is also it's it's been now a now it feels like it's canon that diana definitely cannot sense data in any way which i don't i don't know that that i feel like they've danced around
0: that in previous episodes and now it's like that okay strikes me as canon Maybe. It doesn't seem off to me. I don't remember any situations where she does sense him.
1: I guess if the argument is he's not organic and therefore it just doesn't work on him, that's fine. But it does seem so clear that he he's experiencing
0: some emotion. Get back on mic, Andy. Stop trying to fade away like some sort of tin man.
1: how I feel
0: about No. That. You're going the wrong way. It's time for the MVC. In the vastness of space.
1: When the going gets rough, you gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You
2: managed to not go the ship to smithereens. That's why you're this week's M.V.C. I
0: feel like it's a tough one. I don't, because it's Tam. Because he comes aboard as a mission specialist, thus becoming a crew member. Oh, he is part of the crew? Yeah, I, th- I would treat him as such. I don't know.
3: Oh, well, yeah.
0: you would know.
1: Um, yeah. If, they, if he is part of the crew, then he's definitely the one that I mean, does brought, the he's most. He's brought
0: over by a starship, right? Yeah. As part of his mission. And he's not he's more of a consultant? Specialist. I mean, he's a He's day, not in a Starfleet uniform. He's like there two days a week.
3: <laughs> he's a
0: part-timer? He's a <laughs> consultant. <laughs> He's a consulting uh, reducer let's see what the description of TAM is It didn't make sense Till TAM fixed the whole federation is it, Tam? I mean that's uh, What's your next instinct Besides alright let's eliminate TAM If TAM's eliminated from the discussion Who is it um,
1: TAM is a yeah, federation first contact specialist You are correct so we don't have to. It's Tam.
0: Yeah, I just feel like he's just not in the fleet. Yeah, but wait, he's still in the crew, even if he's not in the fleet. Well, I mean, like I think he's there. I think he's. I think he counts. Yeah. Okay. I am gonna count him. Very good, Tam. Congratulations, Delgren. Tam. You are this week's M.V.C. Now, if anyone's listening and does not accept Tam as a, as a this week's M.V.C. because he's not a crew member, then I would probably give it to. Jordy doesn't really save anybody. He does, you know, make sure the ship works. Does he? Ensign Russell <laughs> for switching those ships. It's <laughs> Ensign Russell. <laughs> if he didn't switch those ships. They wouldn't have seen that Romulan ship. <laughs> but that was Jordy's call. Sure, but Ensign Russell really did it. Does Picard um, do anything? Not really. I, I do Data he does,
1: sort he makes... of coaxes Tam into what? Does he? Does he do anything?
0: No. Riker just harasses. Riker's George. just a dick the whole time, over the over the over the over the Gushivar incident. I made that name up.
3: Yeah.
0: So what do you think? I don't know. I don't know who number two is other than Picard. Data. Yeah. Just give it to Data. Okay. Data, you got it. Congratulations, buddy. Only if people don't accept Cam
6: some other method of ranking, we're working on it.
1: I feel like you're right. It's Tam. Unless Tam is not part of the crew. Right.
0: Um, Wrong. Andy. This is a six Andy's episode. What do you mean? You were going to give it another number and I just said you were wrong. Oh. And then said it was six. <laughs> well, that is a disagreement with me. You think it was six? Uh, you know... I-
1: this is a a wild swing for Matt. Oh, Matt totally, saying last totally. week saying this was as bad as Tabula Rosa. Is that what's name is called? A sub, Rosa. sub Rosa. Tabula
0: Rosa is a is a Buffy episode. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of.
6: Um. <laughs> Who the hell are you?
0: There you go, Ronald Reagan, Rich Little, (laughs) doing doing Ronald Reagan in 2006, everybody.
1: I really wonder if he had a segue from, you know, I don't like to do out-of-date impressions. (laughs) Then he just went into his out-of-date impressions hook. Um, I would give it, I think, I knock off some points because I (gasps) don't
0: like the actor. That's who it was. It was Fred Travellina.
1: Our uh, first
6: guest tonight is a master impressionist who recently received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he can do an impression of that. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Mr. Everybody, Fred Travellina. All right. Thank you very much. It's great to be on the show. Great to be back in New York, my hometown. And uh, I noticed in the papers today that Giuliani is going to be running for president. How do you feel about that?
0: Huh? Different time, everybody.
6: Well, I have another suggestion, a different president. Here is Jack Nicholson as president of the United States. There you go. This is who I was thinking of.
1: <laughs> oh, it's also Jack Nicholson in <laughs> classically hacky
6: how you doing everybody i'm the president of the united states oh my god that's a just cancel the income tax for everybody how about that kids
1: that is the worst jack nicholson impression i have
0: ever heard also to say what would it be like if jack nicholson was president then your impression is, hi, I'm Jack Nicholson, the president. True. It's 100% true. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen on television. That is the most labored and poor impression <laughs> I have ever heard. Like, it's, it's, I uh, just, just, let's just get that again. Also, just what year is this? 2006, everybody.
1: He's doing a Jack Nicholson impression in 2006. Think
0: about that? Huh? pretty good his in is i hear giuliani's gonna run for president Ugh. that's his in
6: Jesus. and then he does this well i have another suggestion a different president here is jack nicholson as president of the united states
0: uh, and then uh <laughs> let's hear his impression it's amazing
6: How you doing, everybody, I'm the President of the United States, and I just cancelled the income tax for everybody, how about that kids?
0: How did he get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? How, what agent did he have that would pay the $25,000? Maybe he's big in Vegas?
1: Maybe
6: he bought it himself. And in New York there's always something going on with celebrities, you know? In New York,
0: here's my segue for this impressionist. In New York, there's always something going on with celebrities. I mean, you guys are in New York, right? So I'm gonna say this could be a this literally could be a segue to any human being on earth. Here we go. It's gonna come for all purpose for you.
6: Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Oh my God! Hailing a taxi.
1: These are also so out of... I mean, I understand they're both still around, but whatever this impression is, is definitely going to be kind of like taxi driver era impression. In
3: New York.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's doing the classic De Niro impression. You pull your lips under your teeth and uh, squint your eyes. Hey,
6: how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, taxi. Hey, taxi right over here. Taxi, come on. Come on, don't start with me Don't start with me
0: This guy's a terrible impressionist He's also going to wait 25 seconds between impressions Because of the insane amount of applause he's getting (laughs) Mm -hmm. Late late show audience is very
1: friendly
6: You go get me a cab Sure boss, I'll get you a cab right now, right here Oh my god
1: I'm so angry at this
0: uh, why did we get into this in the first place? Oh, I asked uh, you to funny, read. Uh, uh, from, uh... Let's hear Kelly though. Kelly is usually pretty good at impressions.
2: And he loves this one player, Brett Favre. He talks about him all the time. It's like somebody made a bet with him that he couldn't work him into everything. And Madden just wanted to prove him wrong, right? He's talking about hybrid grass one time. He's like, half of that grass on the field is real, and, and,
5: and half of it is fake. But
0: Brett Favre is all real. You owe me 50 bucks. That is That's good. great. That's a great impression. That is a hard impression. Way to go, Frank Caliendo. You just won the impression off. Guys, if you're going to
1: see an impressionist, <laughs> impressionizer in Vegas, go to see Frank Caliendo. Don't go to see, who's the other guy? <laughs> uh, Fred Travelina.
6: If Fred Travelina. Let's see what Kevin's up to. to now, there's two Shatners now. There's uh, the Boston legal Shatner, uh, Bennett Graham. And then there's the uh, Star Trek series, uh, Spock. He's got a ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> and although... Uh, I mean, a few years ago, I did this movie called Indian Summer. Thank you both for seeing it. And I got to... <laughs> I got to work with Alan Arkin, one of my favorites. He and Peter Falk did the movie The In Laws, so I was a huge fan. The first day I met him I went up as Peter Falk. Alan, you look fabulous.
3: He's
0: got a great he's got a great Peter Falk. Yeah. And then it's
1: a classic Kirk, that is the quintessential Kirk impression. Oh, Although okay. he said Ray Gun. That seems
0: like something Kirk wouldn't say.
3: <laughs>
0: well, I don't know what the other alien species has. I don't think he's getting hit by a phaser. Could be a disruptor. Could be. Yeah, it could be anything. Uh-huh. You know what? We'll text Kevin to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Andy. Uh, yes, we discussed how many Andys we're giving this episode before I went into a YouTube wormhole. Yeah. We have a stable wormhole on this podcast. It's directly opening to the YouTube quadrant. <laughs> It's
1: not worth anything.
0: No. <laughs> There's no star base that is built around it. So what do you give this episode, Andy? Uh,
1: 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. I don't... Reasonable. I, it's it's not a bad episode, but I definitely was like feeling like, meh. And then the guy's performance took it down a little bit. More. You
0: know what I like so much about this episode? Yeah. Uh, everything happening that doesn't involve this guy.
1: Sure. There's a lot of great that is it. That is a classic Matt Ops episode.
0: Yeah. Romulan echoes, Romulan yeah. ships coming in, guy getting shot out of a cannon and then getting on the view screen. Yeah. Uh sensors going down, shields going down, them yelling at Jordy to do things faster. That really pushed it to a six for the me. The
1: interaction between Riker and Jordy, and particularly how Jordy handles all the stuff and gets business done, yeah. is just With so those satisfying. Ensigns With the two guys
0: speak. who can't speak. It's That's amazing. a huge level of difficulty. Uh, the highest, as a matter of fact, in engineering. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, when your ensigns can't speak. Sure. Uh, what okay. happened to
1: Sonia? What's her name?
0: Sonia Sadamayor, the Chief Justice. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Andy, it's time it's to take a look at the trailer for an episode you've already seen. So you can't really predict no. what uh, Hollow Pursuits is going to be about. Yeah, it's weird. This is one of the ones
3: I've seen.
0: <laughs> uh, although, if you had to make it about something else, what would it be? What would Hollow Pursuits be?
1: Um, I guess it would have to be a holodeck episode. Probably I would guess that it was someone being trapped
0: in the holodeck. Here's what I would guess. Okay. Maybe you're right, right? uh uh-huh. But what it is is it's Picard is trapped uh-huh. as he's been reimagining the adventure of Ichabod Crane. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow <laughs> pursuits. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You took the pun one step. He further. likes to act, you right. know. So he's probably like, "I'm going to be about Crane. I'm going to just know the headless. I need man. to know yeah Right. yeah fear. I love it. And then that's what it would be. So uh, here's the trailer for Hollow Pursuits. Everybody.
6: Next time on Star Trek: The Next Generation, a serious accident releases highly toxic chemicals. Begin evacuation of secondary help. And contamination ignites a chain reaction that's tearing up the Enterprise. Controls are not responding, sir. Now the crew faces destruction at breakneck speed.
2: We can't shut it down, Captain. She's accelerating out of control.
6: On the next exciting episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation.
0: (laughs) They don't even mention it. That was literally the B story.
6: They don't even mention
0: the other stuff at all. (laughs) ha, ha, ha. The B story.
1: You could have showed me that trailer and I would have guessed 100% wrong what that episode was about.
0: Wow. That was crazy. I don't think I've seen one that off yet. Wow. They really didn't have faith in that A plot. (laughs) That gave away nothing.
3: No.
1: Uh,
0: Cool. Well, Andy, I think we did it again. We did. We've certainly given them an episode that is over two hours. Uh You know, when I sat down at Trek's in the City, I said, I I heard you guys can do a Star Trek podcast in under two hours. (laughs) I don't believe it. And then I proceeded to make them go over two hours. Oh, there you go. So maybe you're the X factor. It's still, uh, as far as I'm concerned, not possible. So anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Uh, all the other information is wherever the hell Andy put it in the podcast it's on the Patreon uh, I don't even remember it. what he said when he said it uh, we're not decloaking this week right it seemed to offend some people but I don't care because we didn't have uh, you we know, weren't on the Pegasus we're taking a Romulan transporter oh wow we're getting
3: disengaged <laughs> we got a lot of tech we shouldn't have on the ship Yeah.